0: up, roll up, to hand-to-hand, heart-to-heart, the theatre of the mind, body, and soul. When you're fist-fighting your friends, all the world's a stage, so come on down. 360 spin, the wheel of fortune, hit on all sixes, and remember, there's no business like throw business. Hello and welcome to hand-to-hand, heart-to-heart. As ever, I am Curly, and I am joined by Armour. Hi, this is Armour. Welcome. So, fighting games, news. Well, let's just, let's just... What have we been doing? What's 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 been happening since the last well, time been, we, we did this uh, podcast?
1: Once again, there has been a delay.
0: Yeah this uh, this episode got this episode got caught up in the end of year business, but uh, unlike <laughs> the Marvel three episode, it didn't get indefinitely postponed and lost. So we're doing yes, because okay. because we didn't record it. <laughs> we're doing okay.
1: We didn't record it, so we couldn't lose it.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Um. Yeah, what have you been up to? I know you had a kind of hectic end of year over there.
0: Yeah, um, well, I mean, you know, uh, not just me. I think <laughs> a lot of people had a pretty, pretty. I think crazy the world interview.
1: had a last a pretty wild couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Tw-
0: twenty twenty, not so great. We're uh, hoping that twenty twenty one will be better. We'll see. Maybe. Maybe not. No. Uh, I
1: I've never hoped that. <laughs> I never set myself up for that disappointment.
0: You're so you're so wise. How do you get so wise, Armin?
1: By becoming old. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to be thirty this year. Fucking old ass. Me me and Sonic the Hedgehog are going to be 30 30 this year. So uh, (laughs) we'll celebrate our birthdays together. Need to get myself some chili
0: dogs. Need to get myself a younger, more attractive Uh... (laughs) co-host. Excuse me. I mean,
1: younger, sure. More attractive.
0: I don't know. Good luck with that, buddy. <laughs> All right. So, the news uh, obviously got a little got a little delayed. So there's a lot of news. Well, uh, we'll it's coming at you fast. So, uh, Nintendo took down a a net play tournament for Super Smash Bros. Melee. Noteworthy, not just because. So, Super Smash Bros. Melee this is a Nintendo GameCube game. It didn't really have the whole online play thing. But uh, did we t- We definitely talked about Slippy on an episode, right? But definitely, I feel like because we were talking about that rollback last episode, right? I with thing. the platform fires, of course, we must have done so, yeah. Uh, so unfortunately, this means that you need to, like, you know, but you basically need Dolphin, like a, a emulator, to run your melee netplay tournaments on. And when they were just talking about how many entrants they got, Nintendo came down on them like a ton of bricks, uh, which is not so great. But then they also took down the Smash Ultimate tournament, uh, which. Isn't illegal, as far as anyone knows. So this triggered like a community outpouring of anti-Nintendo sentiment. Uh, lots of people posting like threatening legal documents they'd received for what they, like what seemed to be, pretty legal-looking stuff, uh, including one person who, uh, one person who like received a letter saying that they were like under legal threat for making Nintendo custom characters in Rivals of Ether, which is definitely not illegal. But it's definitely the kind of thing Nintendo are threatening people for. So that's cool. Yeah, uh, back at it again (laughs) with their overzealous lawyers. And it's not
1: like they were supporting the Smash community before this. Yeah. They were just kind of, like, tolerating it and kind of, like, letting it exist. Yeah. You know, once in a while they'll be like, oh, the Smash community exists. But now, like... Um... Even though, like, this is, like, not really that different from what's been happening. The fact that it's online and you need an emulated or Like, that's it. That's the final stand. Mm. All of you, every single one of you, and anybody related to you and your entire family yeah, <laughs> are going to copyright jail.
0: And then, like, a, a narrative that emerged from this was how, cynically, uh, some, you know, some people in the industry, I won't name any names, uh, have, like, used the sort of carrot, like, have dangled the carrot of a... Nintendo partnered tournament circuit in front of the Smash community as a way of getting rid of the stuff they don't like, and then when the stuff they don't like is gone and the people say, so where's that partner tournament circuit? Nintendo just goes them. So, uh if, mm-hmm. our, if our last episode didn't give you enough reason to ditch Nintendo and move on to bigger and better platform fighters, maybe this is enough reason to do that. Who knows? Yeah, because, uh Nintendo definitely
1: doesn't want you to play their games mm. <laughs> They don't want you to pirate them, but they don't want you to play them either.
0: Yeah, they don't want you to, to play them near other people who are doing other things that are, like, not elite. Basically, basically, like, to be, to be like, a, you know, an enthusiast Nintendo gamer is to be a, like, the vanguard for Nintendo's intellectual property. And just, just love yourself better than defending corporate inte- intellectual property on your own time, you know? Yeah, it's like, uh... I mean,
1: on one hand, like, copyright law itself is just kind of fucking a disgusting, like, mess that needs to be evaporated. Yeah. But, it, like, also, nobody has gone after copyright as, like, fervently and ridiculously as uh, Nintendo.
0: Yeah, I think that, that,
1: that, that the Disney of video games, right?
2: Like, Yeah, they're the
1: Disney of video games for sure. This reminds me of, like old stuff you used to see from, like, Square Enix.
2: Yeah, yeah. Around,
1: like, early 2000s, where they were, like, taking down Chrono Trigger fan games and things like that.
0: Ugh. Embarrassing stuff.
1: I remember when that was a big thing. The, uh... But yeah, it's yeah. Just, it's an it's an embarrassment. No. The they, they cultivate this, like, most lovable, you know, family-friendly company thing, but, you know, they're yeah. a corporation at the end of the day, and they're yeah. doing
0: exactly what corporations do, and Unlike, they're doing you know...
1: it in, like, the most obvious and,
0: uh threatening way like yeah all video games corporations are like this but like what it really like you want to remember about nintendo is that because they cultivate this you know uh this sort of uh, maybe like traditionalist like family oriented image it means that they're in not just a corporation but a, a very conservative one <laughs> so like you know don't don't expect uh, much in the way of like paradigm shift change in this in any you know reasonable time uh another thing they're still
1: selling they're still selling you mario 64 but you can't (laughs) buy it in two months (laughs) by the time you listen to this you may not be able to buy mario 64 on
0: the switch that's so cool right uh another thing that emerged from this that i thought was really funny was how like nintendo are big on like from this anyway it seems like we got a lot of people posting documents they'd received from nintendo saying stuff like you know you don't want to keep doing this you know we we wouldn't want to have to come into legal conflict with you like nothing like you have to take this down or we'll sue you because uh the one time that it, one of the not the one time but like when this happened for the game genie uh with like they, they tried to sue the uh developers of the game genie and they actually lost that case and the game genie ended up getting legalized so like it wasn't the game C- genie actually code masters i think so i actually i should know that but i but i don't but uh yeah so it's but yeah i did
1: get it ended up getting local and the the court basically said no it's fine and if nintendo takes this and the court says no it's fucking fine then they can't do shit but it's they're sending these out so they can put out the chilling
0: effect right yeah there's the, yeah there's that and it's like you know the thing is that somebody needs to take it to court right and nintendo can afford to take whatever to court but you know it's it's basically like they're fronting that they will be able to price you out of the court right
1: yeah i mean it's the same thing that happened when nintendo started taking down rom sites right yeah they issued Emu paradise a warning and basically every everything including like non-rom sites like Places that just like hosted old software fucking just disappeared off the internet forever.
2: Yep. Thanks. Just like that. Like with Thanks, one, like, <laughs> like in a
1: week, in like the same week with no warning. And now it is like impossible to get like fucking some old PC games that were just archived in like certain sites and things like that because like everybody got scared. They scared the shit out of everybody and that's all they need to do. They don't actually need to take any action. Whether or not they're going to actually do it the thing is it's just intimidation right right exactly and they and they know that that's enough like when a multi-million dollar corporation says we're going to take you to court like you said fucking i i can't afford it i don't have a hundred million dollars in my bank account
0: right that's it like so what it is is that that they like they don't explicitly say they're going to take you to court they they make it clear that they intend to take you to court but they don't explicitly say it so what that means is that you have to bet (laughs) With, like, losing your entire livelihood that you'll win this this uh, this lawsuit that their lawyers, if they can't win, will drag out for as long as possible to try and price you out, right? So. Mm-hmm. Cool industry. Anyway, in slightly better news for netplay tournaments of crunchy old games, <laughs> uh, Twitch Rivals did a Marvel 3 bracket, uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 3 being a game from 2011? Excuse me, Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Well, I mean, same fucking year, so... But uh <laughs> God, I was so mad when that <laughs> happened. Nine months later, I was like, bro, I just,
2: I did. <laughs>
0: so yeah, uh, Ultimate Marvelous Capcom 3 bracket. Now, game from 2011, not, famously not that great netplay. However. It has netplay. It's it,
1: so fucking bad. It's
0: pretty bad. It was so bad that we gave up trying to do it for our episode and ended up using a Parsec <laughs> solution not unlike this one. So. Yep. Uh what they did to get this going on the level of quality necessary for a big, you know, fancy Twitch event with, you know, a hundred thousand viewers or whatever, uh is you just install it on a an Amazon web server machine and then both mm-hmm. players parsec to remote into it, as if you were remoting into a, a work machine to do, you know, yeah. distance work or- that way there's like equal um well equal ish yeah right uh, so the thing about latency
1: yeah so so you don't have the thing about is like it's getting hosted locally on one machine yeah so the host obviously is running the machine Mm. and they'll have no lag while everybody else does so by putting in a cloud server you know everybody's connecting it connecting through the internet so it's really just up to their side whether it holds
0: up right exactly so for anyone who isn't aware of the magic of parsec (laughs) what the way it works is that somebody installs parsec on their machine uh, and you stream the video from your machine to somebody else's, and they stream their inputs back to you. And it's like a sort of remote play feature. Steam has a similar thing that I think is not actually quite good as X 1. But anyway, we've yeah, used it to play, it most Net play a bunch of old games. PlayStation also has it.
1: Oh, yeah. They've I, had it since almost launch.
0: But, like, it's 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 like crap, It's right? bad. Yeah, it's yeah.
1: really bad. Yeah. I used it to play Jamestown once with somebody in, like, One of the Carolinas, and I was like, (laughs) this is
0: okay, but it looks like shit. Yeah, I remember that about it. I remember trying to uh, play like Titanfall with it, and I was like, wow, this is just not playable. It's weird because they
1: bought Gakai, which was like this company that was doing like cloud streaming demos for games. And I remember being really fucking impressed Mm. by their cloud service. And this was around the same time of like On Live or whatever. Yo, On Live? (laughs) I, every time I look at stadium they add a new feature I'm like this is just on live you guys are just making it on live again except it seems worse because I have to pay for every single game <laughs> um, but yeah I remember it looking really good and it was weird because I was streaming it from Europe and mm, there wow. was like barely any latency it looked really good and then they used all this streaming technology to guess do fucking terrible things with that and PlayStation now
0: yeah not so great so yeah so the way yeah so Parsec, you you know you stream video to somebody else. They stream their inputs back to you. It's good, but what it means is that all the delay is on one end. So with this situation, you get a, a low, like high-speed, low-latency uh, web server machine. Put Marvel vs. Capcom on mm-hmm. that. It streams its video to you and another player, and you both stream your inputs back. Roughly even delay either side. It makes for very playable, long-distance NetPlay games. We've actually, uh, since I wrote this news segment, we've actually got this set up for tournaments at my uh, local, like you know, what was formerly my local which is now a Discord (laughs) Uh, so we're going to be running some like old games with crunchy netplay like Guilty Gear (laughs) Exit and uh, (laughs) and like Ultra Street Fighter 4 and maybe even Marvel 3 if we get the players you Uh, know I did play some Ultra Street Fighter 4 it was okay it was better than Marvel Yeah, as in netplay wise or
1: yeah Yeah. well I was I was playing a Street Fighter 4 remix (laughs) ah okay I'm like, well, this is running better than Marvel does. So uh, <laughs> that's kind of the racket of
0: connection you're working with. 2008 Xbox Live games. Yeah. So uh, we also got on on this on this news card in front of me. We also got a a, th- a really cool applet that I'm gonna link in the show notes uh, that somebody made, which people have been asking for for a long time, which is a it's a it's a combo tool for like you know teaching you how to do combos in fighting games, but it it, the way it works is you just open your game and it draws on top of it a rhythm action game like note chart that matches yep. the timing of the combo it's really really cool it ha- it does have to be programmed in so it, it has to be it has to be programmed in but uh, a lot of the like like the the for the games that are explicitly supported by it the combo logic mm-hmm. is like hard coded in so like if yeah. you say you want to you know Put these things together or whatever it will like uh it will translate them into a combo that works in the game if if the combo yep. works also you can download like uh you know note chart yeah. files for so combos that you somebody can else basically has basically download note charts for basically every, any game so
1: technically you can just work it's like an in-game display like an overlay mm. so technically
0: i guess you can use it with any game now yeah you i think so i think right? it says you can use it with any game but there are some that any are any better, game, better course, supported than you know. others yeah right but and then it's also
1: going to depend on like the community to like build stuff yeah i haven't seen like actually a lot of people talk about it
0: yeah it's 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 one of those things that is um i don't know like it's it's not it feels like it's not going to get like a huge community foothold because it's so like like you know if somebody is like posting in a discord Mm -hmm. like hey how do i learn this game and you say right well that game you bought download this like maybe it's this, this this software that you've never heard of install it on top <laughs> yeah. download these files and run them and then sort of it's kind of, the rhythm is kind of like this Nobody, but kind of like this do that. but so it's the kind of thing that i think is really cool and a lot of other people think is really cool i don't think it like is the future of teaching fighting games however i think it's a pretty decent proof of concept for somebody who wants to integrate that feature wholesale into their game right yep
2: mm-hmm.
0: like particularly uh, you know like i don't know it's just a, it's just another way of visualizing how uh combo notation works in games like uh you know, i don't know if you've played like blaze blue or blaze blue Tag battle but those games have like when you hit certain buttons in training mode uh or in like the combo mission mode uh it'll make like tones in time with each button press like each button has a unique tone so then when the dummy yep. does the like when, when it demos the combo it'll make like a series of tones as a sort of pseudo rhythm action thing this seems like that but a lot better
1: yeah, I mean, it'll, it'll it'll kind of help you keep the rhythm, but this one, like, explicitly, like, here it is as a rhythm game, right?
0: Yeah, right, exactly.
1: It, there's, already, there's already a rhythm to combos and stuff like that that you can kind of, like, begin to feel between each game as mm. you kind of get more experience with them. But this is, kind of makes it, like, more obvious and yeah. kind of, like, helps you visualize the timing better. Right, yeah. It's a really abstract thing that you kind of can't is that it's it's hard to teach
0: right right yeah and the other it's like you know for the longest time What's the when thing called i was again? sorry what i was the thing called i don't remember what it's actually called that's why i'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll link it in the notes i have it saved somewhere but uh okay the uh, the other thing i was going to say is that like for the longest time when i was learning street fighter 5 uh i didn't get like the most basic thing about combo theory in that game outside of you know pressing a button to link from a hit from another button, which is like special cancels. I just didn't understand how fast you had to press the button to get a special move to come out before your like, you know, while your normal Mm -hmm. is hitting. Uh, And like, this is the kind of thing that like, that's the kind of situation where something like this helps a lot, right? Like the button will, you know, appear on the notation much, much earlier than your brain thinks it can because you actually Mm -hmm. have a lot more time than you think to do inputs like that. And just like, you know, like you say, like different, ways to visualize the same information is always a helpful thing i think
1: yeah like you can see it coming up and it's like okay now i can do it yeah right exactly where whenever you're trying to like do a hard link in street fighter you're like uh here uh, here here yeah here and then you get in okay okay what did i do though (laughs) yeah right
0: exactly okay so next news item because we we want (laughs) to see if we can chew through this in less than 45 minutes uh so we got uh the fight of animals folks they did a platform (laughs) they did a platform fighter they were too late for a platformer fighter episode (laughs) (laughs) yeah and the the super smash
1: flash remember super smash flash oh yeah i mean it was still going up until
0: like a year or two ago there are definitely people listening to this podcast who are too young to have played super smash flash 2 i mean Flash is dead now so well yeah exactly that's what i mean like (laughs) but like like it it was uh it, it came out like to... You know
1: when people joke like, damn, they should put Luffy and Goku in Smash? <laughs> they fucking <laughs> yeah. did. Yeah. They put Luffy and Goku in Smash. Yeah,
0: Smash Flash 2 like started with like Ichigo or whatever it was. Like <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: They had all those fucking uh jump ultimate All Stars sprites and like you know, all the Sonic advance sprites yeah, in there ready to yeah. fucking go.
0: So those folks, uh, they made a sort of f- separate release platform fighter with the usual like indie game thing of cameos from every other indie game in that same kind of area, but with an emphasis on like modularization, like the character. Like they're making Mugen for platform fighters. Basically, yeah, they're sort of making. Like we a-
1: joked that Rivals of Aether kind of be- was that, but like this is from the start. Yeah. like Being like, this is going to be integral. Like we're going to do
0: this. Like, you can make fucking whatever character you want. Yeah, exactly. Do, do you know what this game is called? I actually can't I was meant to write it down. Uh, it I, I it. forgot. Uh, Super Smash Flash.
1: It's a kickstarter specifically. Frame makers. That's it. All right, all
0: right yeah, yeah. And yeah, so It's
1: weird because they have some characters like fucking was it Orca? And um
0: Orcane or, or from Rivals or
1: Orcane? Yeah. Orcane from Rivals and uh fish bungeon yeah fish bungeon that was the one from uh (laughs) from slap city and like they're already characters
2: yeah
1: (laughs) except they're just in like a weird different pixel art style (laughs) yeah so it's just like those movesets just right there and i'm like okay i mean yeah yeah because it's weird because like usually when it's a crossover like fighter like they're taking from other games and they're like adapting the moveset but it's Mm. weird to just be like yeah we just took him from another Platform fighter they have yeah. the same moveset yeah. and you're like
0: <laughs> okay so like if you are the people I know you exist who have like who are playing and enjoying rivals of ether but exclusively for the weird workshop stuff maybe this game is your kind of thing you know you want to like edit some movesets yourself you know maybe you want to look into or this. if
1: you're uh, some weird person that was like I wish there were cross-ups and air dashes in smash <laughs> um, they did it you can only block in one direction you can get crossed up and apparently you can fucking air dash I don't know how that works, but
0: we're going to find out. Damn, maybe I should get into this game. Uh, Alright, next bit of news. Dragon Ball Fighters added two new DLC characters, and they're... Hell yeah. Super, Super Baby, Baby 2, 2 and, and fucking Super another 4 Goku. Gogeta. I don't care. I
1: don't give a fucking shit. Great.
0: There was already a Goku in this one! A Gogeta, you mean? Or in this season
1: pass. There were, Yeah, there was yeah, already yeah. a Goku in this season. Why did they add another Goku? <laughs> So yeah, isn't there already two? Is isn't there already? A, there's already a Gogeta. Is there two Gogetas? Yeah, there
0: are two Gogetas now. There's Blue Gogeta, Gogeta from the Is Gogeta the one? Because Broly Vegito Vegeto did not get two of them. No, yeah, so it's 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 so there's Blue Vegito from when he's fighting Zamas. There's Blue Gogeta from the Burly movie, and then there's now Super Saiyan Four Gogeta from the end of GT. And and Super Baby, too. Remember that character? who is? I, I think that character is probably better... No, than- I don't remember that character.
1: I'm still watching it. I'm on the baby art. <laughs> I haven't watched any fucking baby trailers or gameplay because I don't want to spoil myself on baby. I think, that's a, I think oh, that character man. is it's so like
0: good. better known for appearing in... Dragon Ball video games than the TV show. <laughs> yeah, probably.
1: There's a really good line though, where <laughs> Baby's like pretending to be one of the people that they saved, and then his face comes out and goes, <laughs> "Baby on board." <laughs> that is pretty good. To me, <laughs> like, oh, no, I thought you said GT was bad.
2: This is pretty.
1: <laughs> and then he's like sneaking up on pa- Pan, and he's like, "Yes, keep fawning over that fawn," as she pets a baby deer. <laughs> I see what they I like did there. I can't take this show. <laughs> Baby's good.
0: I, I don't need another fucking Goku, man. And once again, they're ignoring our emails, telling them to add lunch and Mechaboma. So, what the fuck? Add
1: fucking Captain Pilaf. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Please stop adding Gokus again, I'm leaning into my Frieza main. I'm just being like, "Mm, tired of these fucking Saiyans. (laughs) (laughs) The plan (laughs) Dragon Ball fighters, the plan to eradicate the Saiyans. (laughs) That better be the DLC for next season. (laughs) It's just everybody, no Saiyans. (laughs) Please no more. (laughs) I can't take it bad Dynamico.
0: I really think I really wonder if we'll get another
1: season out of this game. I you know I think that's the thing is that we don't actually know if this was like season two or whatever I'd be like oh, whatever we'll probably get more but like it's like season four and like the lifespan of this game is coming up I'm like I can't see them doing another year of DLC
0: yeah it's it's interesting and this, right? like because, even like, if
1: they do like
0: it doesn't give me faith that they'll have an interesting pick this this game has also like sold absolute gangbusters and I've I've met like a lot of people who think they're gonna make a second one and like would people buy a second one of these it's so soon like i feel like you gotta like, leave it you, for like, like years like, before you, you can would do that you would have to right? like you would have to like have
1: to, all these characters in from the go
0: yeah and then what
1: like what are you gonna sell And then add DLC? more characters right like you can't like sell all these characters for dlc which is like you're spending over a hundred dollars at this point to buy all the characters and then like you can't and then sell a sequel with what less character you can't do that yeah it's like Like, what do you even
0: add it's like what's the like i was trying to think about this the other day and apart from injustice and like yeah so apart from injustice i couldn't really think of anything like what is the like what is a game that released after street fighter 4 that's released like a sequel are there nothing
1: yeah i don't know It's, it's i mean this guilty gear exerted versions yeah they're technically sequels fucking blaze blue technically got sequels
0: yeah i don't know it's uh
1: it's it's i don't know I, they're but they're, so, they're so incremental right yeah like like it feels like there's no point of doing like these incremental of uh, like sequels if like you have this, like, game service pipeline set up mm, at, right, at this yeah. point. Right? Yeah, right, exactly. Like it, It's, it, like, redundant. Like, why would you do a Street Fighter V 2,
0: you know? Yeah, when they can just do... Yeah. It's it's interesting. I don't know. I, I I'm I, I go back and forth on what I think the future of Dragon Ball Fighters is, because it doesn't feel like it has another season in it, but it doesn't feel like people will pay for another game so soon. But also, there's so much money there, they don't just want to leave on the table, right? I don't know. Interesting. Right. Much to Much to consider. Uh, speaking of games by Arc System Works, uh, Guilty Gear Drive, uh, they did a they did a trailer for Angie Angie Mito, the, the the guy with the fans from Guilty Gear XX. He's he's pretty cool. He looks he looks the same. I don't know anything about this man. He he's you know he's blue. He's he's got fans. Uh, he, he's the man with the circle glasses. He's he's like everyone hates him because uh, like. His attacks have a bunch of guard points on them, so points where, like, you know, points in the animation where they, like, block attacks. Oh, sick. <laughs> people hate that shit. Uh, and, you know, it's Guilty Gear. Everyone hates every character in that game. I don't
1: know. The man just has a face that says, like, a very nice guy who's going to betray you in a season. Yeah, for
0: sure. For sure. He's got he's got eyes and vibes. Yeah. He's absolutely one of those guys.
2: Uh, um,
0: I thought they were going to preview the next character, but they didn't, so... The, you know, when is this out? March, April? Uh end of I wanna say April. Yeah, I think it's end of April. I can see them doing like one more trailer
1: and then kind of cutting it, right? Uh
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's one more character to come. Uh <coughs> I thought I thought that we would get oh yeah, and people because like they've said it's gonna be in February, so a lot of people think it's gonna be Valentine's Day and be Elf Valentine. Uh, I hope, yeah. I hope not personally, because I would quite like to get through at least one point without having to like think about switching back to my old character. But we'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do love Elfelt though, so I wouldn't be too unhappy to see it. I do like Elfelt, but I'm okay if I just play a completely different character this time. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna start Ramlafel for sure. But. Uh, We'll see. Well, you'll, you'll get my thoughts on that game when it comes out. We won't do like a full episode on it, but uh, you'll get my thoughts on it when, as as and when I have them. Yeah, um, I don't know if I'm going to play this game. <laughs> yeah, it's quite reasonable, I think. But fighting games would be fucking expensive. Like this game is like, it's new fighting game. It's going to be $60. By the way, there's going to be a fucking $40 season pass on day one. It's like, great. Well, my roommate's like a huge Exert person. So they're not going to buy oh, it either. It. <laughs> and my
1: <laughs> no, because he also plays. Uh, plus, he just likes Guilty Gear. Yeah, me too. Um, and then my other roommate is a, <laughs> a, t- a local TO. So <laughs> yeah, I don't right. think I even need to buy it. I'm just going to show up to their rooms and be like, yeah. "Yo, you won't fucking play.
0: let <laughs> try." That sounds pretty good.
2: <laughs>
1: I know you're going to buy it.
0: So speaking of other projects, arc system works have in the oven uh, a dungeon fighter duel so this is apparently like an like similar to grand blue fantasy versus this is apparently a fighting game adaptation of like one of those the most popular game you've never heard of things
1: yeah it's like a popular korean yeah mmo uh, it's like a beat-em-up
0: yeah yeah like uh like the kof like gacha, right like...
1: i think it's i think it's my nexon or was it published by them Dungeon Fighter Online, because I remember seeing it back in the day when I played like Maple Story and like every fucking Korean, <laughs> um, uh, MMO back then. But it's just it's like if you think about like an old 2D brawler. Yeah.
0: Next, with, next like, on subsidiary ne- Neopol.
1: Yeah. It's like one of those. It's been around like literally over ten years. Yeah, yeah. Maybe like fifteen, twenty. Yeah.
0: Wow. Yeah. Two thousand five. Damn. Yeah. Imagine so if they, Imagine there. if Arc System Works made a fucking Maple Story game. I'd play the shit out of it, bro. <laughs> I would fuck. I was thinking about
1: that Maple Story 3DS port the other day. I looked it up. I'm like, shit, this combat looks decent. <laughs> I would play this, but it was only like on 3DS for Korea. Uh, my other roommate who likes Guilty Gear also likes Dungeon Fighter. So I'm like, they got you covered, bruh. Arcus out there just making games for you
2: yeah
0: I've uh, I've been burned before like after like not really getting on that well <laughs> with <laughs> Grand <Granblue laughs> fantasy versus so I'm sort oh, of approaching man. this one with trepidation I thought
1: yes I thought that was was that last year that game came out yeah yeah it feel like like came out like February right yeah. I thought that was gonna be like my next new game I was ready to be excited for it then I played I was like Mm, okay. <laughs> I played some on your account, and I had to play online. I'm like, ah, no, okay. And then it never went on sale, and I'm like, I'm not even gonna give it a chance.
0: Yeah, yeah. That that game, like, so for a long time, like, I don't love that game. I don't, I don't dislike that game. So, let's just be clear. I don't clear. think it's a bad game. I, it's
1: like just poorly timed, and like they fucking fucked up every decision
0: right after it released. Yeah. And like, yeah, yeah. So like, this, the thing about this game is that I like playing it. I do not like playing it online. I will not do that. But. Uh, like I played it offline with friends and it's fun it's fun to like walk backwards and forwards and press sword buttons and you know combo into flashy supers and stuff like that but now that they've released the second season I've officially downgraded it from a hand-to-hand heart-to-heart like from from a from a like play this game if it looks cool to you to consider not playing this game because it's (laughs) so fucking expensive it is well over a hundred dollars to get everything that is available for that game because it just never goes on sale
1: ever yeah, this isn't, like, DBZ where, like, the the amount you're paying for it is, like, well, that's kind of fucking too much. But, like, you're getting a lot of characters. It's, like, the roster does not feel, like, ver- as varied or,
0: like, you know... I mean, I, I also have this problem should. with Dragon Ball Fighters. Let's let's be. Yeah,
1: I mean, honest. I'm not. I'm not excusing Dragon Ball Fighters. I'm saying it's just like Dragon Ball Fighters, except somehow worse. If we
0: were in, if we were like in year two of Dragon Ball Fighters right now, I'd probably be saying the same thing. However, Dragon Ball oh, Fighters yeah, no. goes, like 75 off these days. Like so like sure, f- go like, for like
1: it. three or four like season three or four. I'm like, fine. Like I don't like it, but like at this point, it's justified itself. Blue is like not justified. Like this, it's like yeah, like you said, you're paying like season you're playing like hundred dollars for like two seasons yeah and this this was like a problem before like the game like came out right like like immediately they had characters like um
0: yeah yeah it launched with lined like, up very very it launched with very few characters, which I'm not against. Like we're about to talk about a game which has which has launched with very few characters and still does not have that many characters, but it feels deep and it feels like, you know, there's a lot for your brain to dig into. When when your game launches with like so few characters that the first season pass has Ken in it, you're like mm, maybe this was a bit of a problem. You know? Yeah. Like uh, and that's that's the problem that Grand Blue Fantasy Versus had is that just I don't know it's it's
1: and ken and the ken was cool yeah so, no, i yeah, like yeah. the jita but jita's cool okay. but like but it was just like you didn't, like it felt thin yeah and it did not feel like the characters were adding like a substantial um like difference in play style or way to approach the game yeah right and like it seems like they're starting to do that now yeah with some of the late characters but at this point i'm like so divested i'm like i can't
2: yeah, yeah, exactly. And, nice like, it, the,
0: the fucking... The, uh, it, it sucks to have to, like, frame it this way, but, like, the vibe that you give off during the first, like, you know wave of support for your game if if the if people receive that and what they're getting from it is this feels like it should have been in the game on launch that's gonna drive people away from your game <laughs> and it's gonna lead to people like me telling people not to buy your game because i think it's just yeah, too much it, money if like, you
1: if you jump in on the base which is really expensive yeah like it's like 40 50 on sale yeah And it feels, and like you said, it feels incomplete without that. Yeah. If you jump in and you feel incomplete, and then the online shit, you got nobody to play with because obviously, you know, unless you (laughs)
0: unless your roommate is a tournament organizer. Yeah. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Unfortunately, I'm tournament organizer, so I'm Boo Boo the Fool. I've spent all this money, and I wish I hadn't. Right.
1: But yeah, unless that's happening, like, who are you going to play this game with?
0: Yeah. That's so. The other thing is that. Recently, there was a sale with like I don't know. Th- I don't think it was explicitly a fighting game sale. It was more recently than the fighting game sale that they had in like November or whatever. Uh, yeah. And you could buy every other major fighting game for substantially less than buying Granblue with all of its DLC. Like if you if you've ever wanted to try Street Fighter, Dragon Ball, Tekken, and any Guilty Gear, any Blaze Blue, like all of that, you could buy literally all of those games for the price of. I was the picking up fighting for games for versus. like less than five bucks. Yeah. Like, I picked up, like, three or four new
1: fighting games, just because, I'm like, games that I wasn't even sure I would be interested in, because, like, I don't give a fuck. I'll buy Arcana Heart 3, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it's $3 or
0: whatever. And, like, maybe, maybe this would all be fine if I thought that Grammy Fantasy Versus was a really good package, but I don't think that it is. The netplay is it's, bad. Yeah. There are not that many, like, good characters. I don't think the character kits are that, like... Evocative, they don't really make my brain go, Ah, yes, I want to do this with this character. And it's just, I don't know, it's just, it's so much money for so little. I don't, and anyway, grammar versus negativity hour over. Let's, uh,
1: yeah, I mean, it kind of it occupies the same place as my, in my brain, as Samurai Showdown, which is, yeah, I'm not going to get into that, but, uh, all the other Samurai Showdown games got Netplay, mm, I can just play those yeah. and kind of get. Not the same feeling, but, like, a similar feeling. That's a like great feeling. More Fucking va- Sam Fire Special is an awesome game. Yeah, just way more variety and, like, yeah. like things to dig into. I'm like, okay, I... The th-
0: yeah, that's the thing. Like, there are so many better games at this point, right? Yeah. So all of that moderates my enthusiasm for Dungeon Fighter Duel, which, like every other game Arc System Works have made, looks absolutely gorgeous, but uh, I'm not going to just dive in this time because, you know, maybe I won't like playing it. All that said... You Know what we've seen looks very cool. Uh, Dungeon Fighter Online's well, character 18 design is, is, is on pretty it cool. though. Oh, eight, yeah, that's it. 18 is on the design team, so the people now who...
1: that's the that's actual like Arxis making it a like a licensed fighting game. I'm like, okay, like, whatever. Like, I've seen what they can do. Yeah. Like, it's like Dragon Ball Fighters is their best one, and I'm like, okay, well, wow, rude of you feelings. to say that about fucking Fist of the North Star, but okay, it's just I just got mixed feelings on this one, <laughs> and then. fucking... Uh, but like fucking 18 being on it and like hell yeah like they always make some they, they're they the kings of doing licensed games and they always make some weird shit and uh they made Marvel Ultimate Marvel 3 yeah so 18 uh, Tatsunoku Tatsunoku versus vs. Capcom Ultimate
0: Marvel vs. Capcom 3 uh, they did Tatsunoko vs. Capcom
1: what were their the yeah, other Fates Fate Day Night game sorry? that Fates Day Night game <laughs>
0: oh Fate Unlimited Code shit I forgot about that yeah maybe this did game is gonna be that, great I did they know. do the Naruto uh
1: I forgot what it's called. The Naruto fighting game on, like, GameCube and stuff.
0: Oh, really? That's cool. Uh, what were
1: they called?
0: I think I know the one that you... Naruto, used. Clash, Clash of Ninja. Ninja. Yeah, I've had some friends Clash playing that recently, actually. People love yeah, that kind of
1: hype. Also, Bloody Roar. <laughs> I forgot.
0: So, yeah. Uh, game has an interesting pedigree on top of it. I think it. it's hard to say at this point how much of that will make it out because, like, you know, there seems to be... Uh, like, I don't know. Like... <laughs> The thing is, it's, it it's, seems like licensing kind of like limits a, like a lot of what they can right, do, right? Yeah, like and it's 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 you know it's Dungeon Fighter Online, right? It's going to do Gangbusters in its market, regardless. So it doesn't need to be Marvel vs. Capcom 3, but it would be good if it was, is what I'm saying. But yeah, that would be sick. So moving on from stupidly expensive fighting games to cheap as free fighting games, uh, Tough Love Arena released recently into beta which is a browser-based that you can play on your phone, ultra-streamlined fighting game that is completely free. Played on your phone? Has a functioning rollback netcode that you can play with your friends. Uh, It has what I'm given to understand is a great tutorial, fun little character designs, and you can hop into a match and be playing immediately. Yeah, it's a neat thing. Uh, Every time you do attacks, the sound effects are mouth sounds. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that is a really cool thing. I'm a big fan of that.
1: They all look like sketches on a notebook paper. Yeah, it's all right.
0: Yeah, I I, I like it's it. It's pretty stripped
1: down. It's like light attack, heavy attack, special attack button. Yeah. Uh, there's no jumping.
0: Yeah, it's the uh, it's the kind of game I'm excited to run a tournament for. It's not really the kind of thing that I would like to play, but a lot of people at it's my the kind of game that you would boot up in flash. Yeah. In the science room
1: before class starts. Right, but you can instantly play it
0: with anyone in the world. So that's the future that we live in. On anything. Yeah. Pretty cool, if you ask me. Uh, and then the last bit of news i got is uh kof 15 we finally seen footage of kof 15 and like i and many others predicted it looks quite a lot like kof 14 but with a better shader yeah. on its models so yeah. pretty good uh cool except <laughs> they did a trailer for shun a i think his name is the, the like they showed nothing astonishingly boring main character of the, the you know some of the more recent KOF games, I believe.
1: Like I don't care about the KOF story, but at least the KOF characters have been like they've had interesting like main characters or like fucking Ash
0: Crimson. Ash Crimson's is pretty cool. Mm. Like but uh, shune sucks and the trailer that they cut together for him is comically bad. It's like bad.
1: literally like <laughs> like 2 second moves. It's like him doing, like, two normals, and then they cut away to, like, yeah, so, no, we can so show you like, a combo, it's though. In,
0: it's in the same kind of range as your uh, Arc System Works uh, Dragon Ball Fighters trailers, where they show, like, two jabs and then a super animation, and then it cuts. But instead... Uh, I I don't know, I guess they're hiding the universal system mechanics till they can talk about them later or something. But it has, like, a lot of this character's normals. But rather than showing you the animations for them, it just cuts between the keyframes with no, like, motion at all. It's very hard to watch. Like, I I sort of involuntarily started laughing out loud while I was watching it because I couldn't believe someone, like, cut that and was like, yeah, this is good. It's like the the fighting game trailer equivalent of that scene from... uh, one of the taken movies where liam neeson vaults over a fence in like 42 cuts (laughs) just like all all semblance of motion is totally gone it's just like visual
1: noise they made they like intentionally made it so that you cannot read anything into it yeah
0: it's it's really weird and
2: like
1: motherfuckers we just want to know if max mode is
0: still in yeah and there's gonna be like another trailer in like a week so like why do this they should
1: why did you even make
0: it very weird.
1: It feels like one of these things that they put out because, like, we gotta put something out. But they couldn't, like, say anything actual substantial.
0: Yeah.
1: So they put this out, and it's just like, I would have waited a week, man. Yeah,
0: right, exactly. It's like, it's, it's so weird, like, what they choose to put out, right? Because, like, I mean, people are talking about KOF 15 now, but, like, they're talking about how weird this trailer was and how boring Shune is, right? Like, wouldn't wouldn't it be better if, Wouldn't you be better off just waiting until you had more to say? I don't know. I don't know anything about, like... This, but it just feels like this can't be the best way to do it. Anyway, I I will play KO fifteen probably. You know, so what do it depends I depends on if they add max mode back in. I don't want I don't want to deal with that
1: ever again again. <laughs> I just don't want to. I can't do it. So that's uh, they're, they're gonna say that they're adding strikers again. <laughs> oh yeah, oh baby,
0: that would be hype. I'm ba- I'm in. I'm back in. They, they they will not do that, but it would be cool to see if they not. did.
1: What if they did though? What what happened if they had Strikers back to K.O.? A 15? lot of people would be very upset. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: mean, they've already made them mad for like the last decade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Uh, so anyway, that's the that's the actual news. Over Arma, what have you been up to? Uh, I've been
1: playing em ups and in Marvel Infinite. Hell yeah! I mean, I guess I played some Guilty Gear X and Core, plus R. I played a bunch of rollback. Played edition. a bunch
0: of plus R. My soul kind of nasty, but uh, you know.
1: I guess it fun. I like playing Bridget. I like putting uh, yo-yos that spinning the air that turn into teddy bears that give you hugs with chains on the, yeah. uh, chainsaws on them. Like that's pre- That part's pretty
0: good. I know in my heart that Bridget is the character I should be playing, but I'm still sort of making a show of resisting getting really into Plus R, so I'm just like picking soul and doing things that look vaguely <laughs> like they work. You're doing dragon install and uppercutting
1: it into the stratosphere. Yeah,
0: that kind of thing, you know, like uh, sidewinder combos. But, like, yeah, basically learning esoteric sidewinder combos and like nothing else. And then, like, when people burst the sidewinder, <laughs> you throw the burst and you're like, I'm nice. They leave the game, you know, that kind of thing.
1: <laughs> so you're making an effort to resist getting into plus R and making it hard for
0: everybody else to. Exactly. I'm being toxic. <laughs> I'm being toxic yeah. in defense against <laughs> oh, Gear Exit.
1: T- Talk well, you know what? Guilty Gear Exert is
0: unplayable online. Guilty Gear Exert is unplayable online, but Plus R is a more toxic game. And if you've ever played against a Testament or a Zapper who knew what they were doing, you know what? Mechanically,
1: I, I agree with you. That game is toxic. That is the game that you want that you play to upset people, yeah. So, uh, because even if they think they're good, there's something disgusting in it that they don't know about yet.
0: Yep. I don't know, it's cool. I like Plus R. If, uh, if you've not played it, it's like, it's real cheap. You can get it for like $2 or whatever. You, sh- you should play it, it with you your friends. It's games. got great net play.
1: But yeah, I've been playing just some fighting games uh, and some fucking beat ups I'm like really into beat ups right now. Probably <laughs> because like I don't have the concentration to play fighting games, uh... but I just like want to do a combo on a thing. So to, to that end, I've been playing a random beat-em-up that i bought on the steam sale that i i cannot even remember how i found this game (laughs) soda girls and it's just like you can tell that it's like made by like a really small team i think it's like one person and just like unity it's like unity personal edition like okay they made this with no money (laughs) and like the menus are jank and stuff but like it's like a really cool game where you just like craft combos like if you remember the system of making combos and like remember me you're like sliding moves into each other Oh right, yeah 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 except except the set of like different properties is just like little animations and you can kind of slot them in into like any way or just like it's one button like you jump you have one button and you have like a special or evade move depending on what the character is and then, like, most of the thing is just, like, crafting a combo for a to deal with, like, different enemies. And you can, like, have three loadouts you switch between. But it's, like, the characters are fun. Hmm. Um, there's, like, the regular ones that have, like, you know, Street Fighter-esque moves. And then, like, the second character you unlock has a fucking mech. Yeah, that that looks really <laughs> yeah. cool. Like, And when she gets... So she can, like, do a combo where she does, like, a strafing run on people. Shoot them with her laser. And then have her jump out to extend the combo. And then swing the... And then the, like, mech swings around her like a yo-yo. Hmm. And then, you, you know, you got people who, like, do sick parries and air dodges. And uh, one of them has, like, a little ball that looks like a minion. Yeah. <laughs> that you can throw out to, like, gun people down but also acts as, like, a teleport point. And just, like, little small nuances like that You I was constantly finding. I just kind of, like, played it for a long time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just to, this is like you're. Li- it's like this kind of the satisfaction of building the combos, but more in like a intellectually working out the thing right, rather than yeah. like really the um, dexterity part of it.
2: Hmm.
1: And then after that, I just played like some old standbys like Fighting Rage, Street of Rage, and like Devil May Cry. I don't know why I keep playing Devil May Cry four only and like ignoring the entire rest of the series. But that's what I've been doing.
0: Oh, all my friends are always talking about how good Devil May Cry 4 is. You're all wrong. It's bad. <laughs> you probably think Devil May Cry 3 is good. Devil May Cry 3 is okay. I mean, Devil May, Cry, Devil May Cry 4 is not bad. The thing is that Devil May Cry 4 is a game of two like halves, right? <laughs> I hate the other half. Yeah, I hate the one that's Dante. I really love the Nero half, don't get me wrong. But the fact that it's stuck onto the Dante half really bothers me. I don't, I stop playing the game when I get to Dante. Yeah. Is the
1: difference between you and me. Yeah,
0: that's probably a And
1: then I just go play like every other character because I'm playing the special edition. I'm like, oh yeah, I can play Lady. I can play Trish. Yeah. I can play Trish in that weird, very uncomfortable costume. <laughs> uh, I can play Virgil. So I just, like, do anything but play Dante, because I think Dante's boring that they've not improved on him since fucking 3. Oh, I like Dante. I, don't... I
0: like him in 5 a lot. I just think
1: his I levels th- in 4 are I... just awful. I th- in 5, I just think, like, like he's better, but it's also like they're just stapling on more things to the like, yeah. framework that already feels like... Stapled on.
0: Oh, I like it. I I know. I like it, it in that game, which is like in in five in particular, where you have these like two like you have Nero, which is like a refined and in my opinion like perfected version of the kit from Devil May Cry four. It just feels awesome, and you have V, which is this like new sort of kind of experimental kind of thing, which like is very positioning dependent, and you have to like take into consideration totally different things. I think then contrasting that with Dante, which is just everything. <laughs> and you just like you know you are just never ever out of options to cycle through. I, I just really like that. I really like the way that that game yeah, positions. Yeah, I
1: mean, all you like things. never ever out of options, but I really don't feel like you have all the options at the same time. Hmm. Like it feels so weird that you have to like switch stances to decide if you want to evade or if you want to block. Yeah, no, I get you. It's I get like there's the other evade that you can use, but it's like it's like uh, it's like you just kind of weirdly locking yourself into like ways you're gonna be like limited. Yeah, I get you. Uh, anyway, I mean,
0: what what have you been playing in your free time? Uh, I mean, like I said, I played quite a bit of Plus R. Uh, my because my my brother is a loser and doesn't like Exert, so I had to play Plus R <laughs> with him. <laughs> Uh, and it made me like every time I play Plus R I'm like damn this game is great and then something happens and I'm like I remember why I don't like this game and it's as soon as my opponent like as either I like play someone else or they change character and all my combos stop working I'm like oh
1: yeah this sucks <laughs> yeah oh like <laughs> oh all the tiny little esoteric things about like why everybody's properties are like slightly different enough so that you can never stop learning the game yeah and you know i i get it Or, just, or like you can ne- it's not that you you want to stop learning the game it's like you can just never get comfortable you're like my information doesn't even work
0: 100 percent of the time and, like uh, there's nothing consistent uh, about it it's something to like and the game we're about to talk about has a bunch of that kind of stuff but i think but plus r just has slightly too much of it for me and you know it's not it's not against yeah, i mean the game. plus r is
1: like a very is, really is like... the maximalist ass anime game right
0: yeah, yeah, and, uh, you know, Exert is too, I think, but uh, Plus R is, like, it's maximalist and it's very, like, uh, you know, Mikado arcade culture, right? It's very... It's a game it's made to be played by people who, are you know, have one hand, like, uh, stirring a ramen cup while they're playing for 10 years, <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah. So, if that's the wow we totally didn't make it out in 45 minutes oh well so <laughs> if that's the the, the news and, never have, have we ever if that's the news and catch up done we should move on to our main game for the week which is Skullgirls. has joined uh, Guilty Gear Exode Rev 2 and Under Night in Birth Late CLR as one of my most favoritest fighting games. So I'm playing it a lot at the moment. In, in part because the net play for those other two games I mentioned is total dog shit. <laughs> I was
1: gonna say, you like picked two games that just are dead in the water because of the net play. Yeah,
0: and you know, to be fair, when I picked them, I could leave the house, so it wasn't such a problem. I could go to my locals twice a week and play but Yeah,
1: not- Even Uniclear, when I fucking reviewed
0: it, when it launched, I was like, I can't find anybody to play with online. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, that's not great. I'd like them to put net play in my other two games. But, uh, so, Skullgirls is a game from, uh, 2012, What to say? I can't, I can't even remember when this game came out because it feels like it kept coming out. Yeah, it's, it's, it's release was a bit of a saga. They're, like, uh, yeah, their like publisher so much- got sued by the Def Jam people. <laughs> And then they did, like, a Kickstarter and a bunch of stuff. They started, happened. like, a new company to, like, own the property or something. And then... Oh, it was it Konami they
1: were originally published by or something?
0: Like that? Uh, I think they were maybe picked up by Konami after... No, wait. What? There's, like, a whole segment about this on Wikipedia that you should, that you should read if you're interested. But basically, uh, Skullgirls went in between a lot of different, uh, you know, pe- like, uh, handlers, I guess, before it made it out and it's uh... sort of made it out <laughs> and then last year yeah and then last year a bunch of other stuff ha- wow a lot of things have happened with this game like a, a, a real things have
1: just not stopped happening to this game yeah
0: yeah for sure so for anyone who isn't aware of the uh, controversy surrounding skullgirls in 2020 uh, the game moved back into the public eye because it you know people couldn't leave their houses anymore Net play, good stuff you know, good, good netplay games suddenly became very popular, so Skullgirls was one of them. Yeah. Then Evo had Sk- Skullgirls on it and it, it, it was like a big deal because it wasn't at any physical Evo, so it was at a netplay Evo. Uh, and then that got a lot of extra public eye on the guy who owned Skullgirls, or who owned Lab Zero. He didn't actually own Skullgirls. Uh, yeah, I don't think he owns the actual property. Yeah, he, he, he owned he owned Lab Zero, the, the studio, uh, and then they and all quit sense. because he was such a terrible, terrible man. <laughs> Yeah, basically a lot of accusations of, like,
1: sexual harassment. Yeah,
0: sexual harassment, racism in the workplace, abuse.
1: you know, all that kind of just business. Just, like, all kinds of shit. <laughs> and then Evil blew up, and I think we talked about this on, like, the last episode or something. Yeah. Then Evil blew up because, like, the same shit was happening. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and by, like, the tournament organizer. Yeah, that was, like, a very yeah. much, a, it
0: was a wave of community upheaval last year, right, with all the, you know, not just uh, traditional fighting games, also the Smash stuff as well, like, you know. Yeah, it was just, like, it was all the stuff that existed for years that just kind of came to a head and everybody
1: was just like yeah no like fuck it we're we're done dealing with this right yeah was that, was that like, that I mean,
0: drill tweet about how he was like getting a, a sneaking suspicion about how you know covid was going to be really bad but it might inexplicably solve racism that actually happened <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. Uh, for fighting games, anyway. Skullgirls S- S- Girl <laughs> has been around for a, the better part of 10 years now. Uh, it, it, every time, like, uh, every time I remember that this game is older than, like, sorry, is newer than Dark Souls, my brain, like, skips a, oh skips a beat.
1: I'm like, what? Oh, no. Huh? Oh, God, this game is ancient. Yeah, but, uh, yeah.
0: But, and, and I hadn't, like, I hadn't really played it until last year because, um, I like. I, I tried to play. Oh, it. Oh, but you owned it before that, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They they really handed <laughs> this game off.
1: I owned this game five five years before I played it.
0: Their uh, you know, aggressive strategy for getting this game into people's collections was to just every time it, uh, like a Steam sale happened, just make it one dollar. <laughs> Yo, like, it's a dollar. Yeah, it's a dollar. Uh, it's a dollar. Some people on an EU Skullgirls Discord that I met. Uh, both got banned like two mods from this discord both got banned from (laughs) fanatical.com because it thought they were bots because (laughs) fanatical listed it like you could just get keys from them for a dollar so they just bought 90 each to to give to everyone who joined the server which is pretty good that is pretty good (laughs) So, yeah, uh, like, uh, as we were talking about with Killer Instinct and Game Pass, there is a decent chance you own this game already. Um, and, like, so I hadn't played it for a, like, I, I tried to get into it a couple of times because I, I'd always been sort of, like, even before I got really into them with Street Fighter V, I'd always been, like, fighting game-adjacent interest. Uh, this game is, like, really, like, heavily... Uh, referential to Marvel vs. Capcom 2 and uh, Vampire Savior, which is the first fighting game I ever played, and uh, like as a, an as, as an aesthetic that's always really captivated me, and so that like made me interested in Skullgirls. But it's like this tag team game that was always something that you know was like noise in my brain that worried me, and like I hadn't played much. I'd only really played like Street Fighter, so like the way that you string together combos in these games like kind of confused me. So i had always bounced off Skullgirls before. So it was only after playing a thousand hours of, like, anime fighting games that I felt that I could really, like, approach this kind of game because I had, like, I, I don't know, my brain was hung up on the Street Fighter perspective. But, uh, wow, I, I love this game. I think this game is fantastic. And I think Armour is probably going to disagree with me, but I, like, <laughs> you know, but I think that... as uh, I, I, Curly, the difference between you and me is that I've played... 30 hours of this game, and you've played like 3,000. I, I have not played that many hours of this game. I've played a lot of hours of like similar games, but actually I've probably only played about 100 hours of this game, which is not that many. <laughs> but, uh... Are you sure? For, well, anyway. Um, <laughs> what we like, The way that we try and structure this, I guess, is that we start by saying, you know, like, what is the, like, energy, what is the aesthetic of this game? So it's like... It's like... It's like if Marvel vs. Capcom 2 was, like, really horny. Like, horny, horny. Like, like more
1: than it already is. Yeah, like... Like, there there are characters in Marvel 2 that retain their horny from their original incarnations. And you're like, well, okay then. And then, like... But that's, like, the whole cast. It's, like... When it released, it was all girls. That's why it's called called girls,
0: right? Yeah, only only in DLC did they release boys for this game, and I think it was a mistake. No, I don't think it was a mistake. Big Band is like super super cool. There's only two boys, right? Yeah, it's Be- Beowulf and Big Band. I believe is the only two. Uh, but uh, but no, I like so. Uh, it's it's. If you ever played a game where it's just like, wow,
1: there's a lot of jiggle. <laughs> yeah, everything jiggles on every frame. Like that's the vibe. That's the vibe
0: yeah so but like
1: it's it's but at the same time it's it's like paired with like really solid incredible good feeling animation right yeah
0: so like it's it's something that has always come up and it's always like i don't know i guess i would say it's bothered me is that like people uh people are always like you know Skullgirls, girls the next thing that comes to their head is like oh wow that game that's the game with the really horny art and like people are really people are really into moralizing about that in a way that doesn't really to be clear it doesn't it doesn't affect me at all yeah it's just like and i don't mean that
1: like oh you shouldn't care about this i'm like if you care about it and you can't play this game because of it
0: right yeah like that's like, that's just, totally
1: yeah. fine but like fighting games are like so full of crimes at this point <laughs> that like, yeah this is tasteful
0: yeah so like, don't get me wrong i'm not saying that it's uh it's it's wrong to feel like you know to, to be put off by the art in this game but i also think it's like i don't know there's definitely a mode of like aesthetic this, criticism this game. of games that is like, well, this game is horny and that is wrong. And like Yeah,
1: like a very puritanical way. I yeah. think like the best way I can describe it is skull girls feels like a burlesque show.
0: Right, exactly. And that feeds into the and like, it feels it feeds into the aesthetic that the game is building with the like, you know, yeah. the real show busy stuff. Like everything is described after like all the all the things in the game that had names in Marvel vs. Calcom 2, like tags and snapbacks and supers, yeah, all have like, like showstopper finisher names and you know, that kind of thing.
1: It's very, like, cheesy, pin-up, you know. Yeah, right.
0: Kind of teasing. And as...
1: Where, like, other games just feel like a perv in the camera... A perv like, a camera is, like, creeping on some schoolgirls and you're just like, I don't... I want to play this game, but I don't want to like this game makes me feel wretched <laughs> like there's so many games that i play and i walk away and i'm like this game seems good but i don't want to ever recommend it to anybody because they'll get the wrong idea <laughs> I, I will ne- that's like never been a thing for me in Skullgirls. yeah and i think it helps that like one of the um main animators on it is a woman
0: right yeah right yeah so the the animation director for this game is uh, Mario cartwright who uh like does like that's at kinako on twitter So you, like, have probably seen her art before. It gets retweeted around a lot. Uh, I think she does, like, she does, like, designs for Mega64 merch still, I think. (laughs) What? You you telling me that Mega64 is still around is, like,
1: (laughs) I can't believe Mega64 outlasted Flash. (laughs) That seems like the same era of thing. Like, those things are, like, they're not directly related, but, like, the vibe of both of those things is the same.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, so, like, it's it's interesting that it comes at the, you know, quote-unquote cost of, like, a lot of these characters being designed in explicitly fetish art-adjacent kinds of ways, right? Because, to me, mm-hmm. for my money, this is probably the best animated video game in the last 20 years, This game looks absolutely... Like, if it doesn't put you off to look at, this game looks absolutely gorgeous. Like, there's so much snap, there's so much personality, there's so much just, like, energy in every frame of animation in this game. And you get to look at it all the time on screen in this game. (laughs) It's
1: Yeah, it's, like, a fantastic-looking game. Like, if you're... There's a lot of things to appreciate just as, like, a purely aesthetic and, like, animation-wise... Um, like the way they just like use smears and Mm. hits to convey weight, and like the different like gags they sneak into frames. Like Peacock alone has like (laughs) like a hundred gags or something, and just like different frames that are. are, There's like tons of like tiny little references to like other things and stuff,
0: right? Yeah, right. Every frame is like a chance to like. Not only is it functional, and it has like use for communicating the game state it's also a, like an opportunity to tell a story or a joke or you know it's yeah, it's, it's
1: like a very expressive right it's yeah, very expressive animation absolutely the way absolutely traditional 2d animation is um in ways that like lo- a lot of older games can't could it be mm. just because like of memory constraints and stuff yeah. like even if you look at like the flashy animations of like street fighter 3 or something right mm. they're also they're stylish and expressive but the, not in the same way because, like, they also have to be, like, really approached like, a functional level at a lot of times. Hmm. And you get less of the flourishes. Yeah. It's it's, uh... it's kind of, but it is kind of, like, the same, like, it. Uh, you brought a vampire and it is it is kind of, like, that same, like, you know, space of, like, vampire or, um, hmm. uh, what is my thing? Pocket Fighter? Right, yeah. Where they, like, do lots of very expressive things with, uh. Hmm. Mm-hmm like 2d animation and things like that and like working all these gags and stuff um but they have a lot more space to
0: do right it's that same ideology that you got with like we've only got this many pixels to make each character sprite and like you know each key for each move so how can we cram as much personality into this as possible and it's the same thing brought forward to we have these super high-res sprites but we're still going to cram as much personality into the equivalent space as we can you know
1: yeah, you're like doing you're doing the same thing with like a bigger canvas. Right. Yeah.
0: Exactly. And it's like, and it looks totally, it's a totally unique looking game. I think, like, uh, you know, even old gorgeous sprite games don't look like this game does. Yeah, like yeah, because it was like they took the t- technology that was available
1: at the time. Mm. And they just like, well, we're gonna do two D animation with this. Yeah. When like everybody else was like, you know, because at this point, like every basically every mainstream fighting game moved on to 3D because it makes more sense. Yeah, it doesn't cost as much like money. In like a million other ways. <laughs> yeah. And this game still did not have a huge budget.
0: Yeah, yeah. This uh, I remember one of the first things that brought this game to my attention actually way way back was when they were first adding the like first round of like DLC characters is people were complaining that, you know, they'd backed this game for this much money and a DLC character was like half as much money as the original like crowdfund or whatever and people were like well that's so much how can one new character cost that much and they did this huge blog post breaking down the like in excruciating detail how much it costs to make a new character for Skullgars. and I thought that was like really illuminating for like you know the actual costs of making a sprite based character in this kind of game yeah like this game launched with eight characters yeah and like were... I, but like and that's the thing I, I don't think like obviously it doesn't have 8 characters now I think it's like 14, 16 maybe still not huge but like let, let me check that characters because they added I think they added 5 characters after yes that is correct so there are now 13 playable characters Um. oh wait no there are there are 14 playable characters because Fukua wasn't uh, wasn't part of the DLC campaign she was just put in the game Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. Uh, but, um... Uh, and <laughs> there's a new character coming later this year. Maybe? I don't know. Like They the, they said the she was still, was still coming. Still... I don't know
1: what actually ended they said she was still coming to Skullgirls Mobile, then there's nothing... I don't know about if she's coming here. I
0: think they said that she was still planning to be put into Second Encore. But anyway, we'll see what happens later in 2021. Obviously, a lot <laughs> has happened since the Annie announcement. But I, I believe that she'll make her way to Second Encore. Anyway, so... Yeah, this game this game released with a small amount of characters, but I don't think even with eight characters, this game feels small because one of its many huge innovations is a ver- like it's a three v three tag game, but with a variable team size, so you can pick how many characters you play. And contrary to what you might think, uh, all of these see like all of these configurations see very high level play. Like it's not like you know, it's a crutch like just a, a basic thing. That you can learn the game with but isn't powerful all of these things are powerful
2: mm-hmm.
0: which i think is really cool it's i guess like uh if you're like you know still sort of on the fence like about, thinking about this game but like me name checking marvel versus capcom 2 and vampire like caught your interest it's like it's like these games are games that people talk about in heartfelt tones a lot these days like you know people oh I love Marvel 2 like oh I love Vampire Savior but these games are too hard and I I can't play them and those games are really hard like you know it it amazes me that anyone can play Marvel vs Capcom 2 but like that game hurts my hands yeah
1: and Skullgirls that game hurts my hands in the same way looking at like competitive
0: melee does yeah like i just look at it and i'm like <laughs> like have you seen like they when they were doing the uh like last round of marvel 2 stuff with uh like yipes and the other folks uh they, they took video of the yipes hands while he's doing like ridiculous sentinel unfly combos and not only not only is this, this the combo ridiculously hard but he's using this like ancient uh mask stick like this just these horrible <laughs> yeah. horrible layouts like the buttons are all really far apart and because the buttons are all so far apart all of the force to hit the buttons is coming from like his forearm like it's unbelievable
1: yeah it, you're, yeah you're using like your entire arm to play those games yeah
0: Ridic- ridiculous ridiculous <laughs> so scar like like it it loves those games as much as everybody who talks about them, but unlike some of the other games you might have played more recently, it brings forward more of their design sensibility, Quality like some life. stuff that other people had left behind in a way that I think is really cool. Like Dragon Ball Fighters, uh, it's like it's removed a lot of stuff from, or you know, it's decided like uh, streamlined a lot of stuff. Is dra- probably the word yeah, there. Dragon use. Ball Fighters
1: is a, like a lot closer to Marvel Three, than right? Marvel
0: exactly. 3, right? Like it's, it's like it did taken... all the
1: similar things to like simplify it. And to and like to even more of a degree where like everybody, nobody has like any of like the ridiculous tech that you learn in Marvel Three for each character, mm. like they made it like really streamlined where like uh, nobody feels like a complete character, right? Right. Yeah. And they're in, they're intended and designed that way because the character is actually your team. Yeah. Is the thing that it tries to impress upon you, where Skullgirls is definitely from like old school Marvel Two. And to a lesser extent, Marvel, Marvel 3, where it's just like... No, you're going to learn... A, when you pick up a character, you're going to learn them. Yeah. You're going to learn them in the same way you like hit the training mode to do every single fucking
0: thing for uh, a character in like a 1v1 game, right? Yeah, like sing- but single... But you're playing with three of them. Yeah, like single characters in this game have more specials than entire teams in Dragon Ball Fighters. And depending on who you are, that sounds great or that sounds bad. If you think that sounds great, you might really like Skullgirls. Because, like... I don't know Skullgirls is one of the only games I've ever played where so not only is it a tag game uh but it also has like six buttons per character oh
1: yeah the six buttons thing it has like a full Street Fighter layout yeah so like that, like breaks even my Marvel. Brain. even
0: Marvel 2 only had four attack buttons per character and two assist yeah,
1: buttons yeah but, but but Marvel 2 also had like medium
0: attacks that were yeah. like
1: weird like fit into weird inputs.
0: It's really funny that like killed a bunch of characters. Like uh Jin sautome uh not being able to press his medium buttons just completely kills him as a character in that game. And they just did it anyway because fuck it. Uh but yeah. Uh, They they fucking did so much with that game. Yeah. (laughs) Truly is the melee
1: of of traditional fighting. Yeah.
0: So Squiggly uh sorry Squiggly Skullgirls has like multiple characters. Squiggly (laughs) is one such character. Uh, where, like, you, you have a motion and a button, and each strength of the button is a completely different special. Not just like a, you know, the, the fireball goes further, but it's like, if you do this, it's like a, a a whip that, like, snares your opponent. If you do this, it's like a multi-hit. If you do this, it hits along the ground. And, and like, there's so many examples of that in this game. This game is yeah deep. there's like a <laughs> like robo fortune you can like shoot out her heads oh robo Fortune's so cool and
1: then you can do like different moves where like one will set a mine, one will send him it as a missile and then one of them will do dr doom's fucking hidden missiles yep. it's awesome so yeah
0: and it's, it's
1: just, like it's, yeah and like that also is a lot to
0: fit into your brain at once yeah <laughs> so that that's that is like this game and like the it's it's it goes both ways like it's a it's a good thing and a bad thing for some people because th- for me like i really enjoy that there is this much depth to this game because it always feels like there is like so much more for me to learn and that's stuff i can learn and everything that i learn i can use to leverage in a game and you know create new interactions and new possibilities and it just means that there's so much replayability in this game for me
1: yeah there's like so much you can dig into yeah like, if you want to dig into some certain things, like, if you just, just want to dig into, like, one aspect of something, you can kind of, like, just kind of keep digging for as long as you want. Right. But then there's also, like, so much overhead. Yeah. Like, there's so much that's spinning in your head at once that it's, like, really easy to get, like, choice paralysis. Yeah. And, like, I'll, more than once I, like, did a move and was like, that wasn't the wrong, that wasn't the right move. Yeah. I did the wrong motion. Or I pushed the wrong button. I meant to push this button. Yeah. And, like, it's easy to get overwhelmed with that and then you're like okay well now i'll play with like three t- like two more characters yeah
0: and you're like <laughs> yeah so as ever the f- like well as ever but, you know the flip side of there being a great deal of depth is that it can at times feel like a homework game like you do need to like you know like there is a lot to know and it can definitely feel like especially if you're you know you don't have any like uh friends in me- in like in your immediate circle who are playing this game and then you go online and you play it with randoms and the only people who you can find to play it with are people who have been playing for like 10 years and will you know clown on you using stuff that you won't learn how works for another thousand hours or whatever that is you know, clearly
1: it, it's very rude of you to broadcast the details of our match together i'm gonna i'm gonna retweet to that video of Internet. you beating
0: me before we post this podcast
1: I beat you two times out of, like, 20 or 30!
0: You said, all I want to do is beat Kelly once, and so you
1: did, so... It's like a 1% win rate! And yet, I don't even think you were playing your main! <laughs> <Shh>.
0: <laughs> don't spoil it now.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, the overhead is, like, a lot. Especially because this is a very combo-focused game in, like, a way that a lot of games haven't been. Like, you will not fucking get your damage out unless you can do a combo
0: yeah yeah definitely it's uh yeah
1: it's not like and like not every game has to be like samurai showdown where you hit the heavy button and then they
0: die (laughs) yeah like a lot of games actually like uh, a lot of games have like subtle systems that they've been sort of working in for the last however long where you know to sort of tip the balance in the favor of people who are like you know don't have long focused combos but can still hit each other often like they're you know like uh Clever things with like guts, so you take uh, less damage as the round goes on, but you take more if you take it in smaller chunks and sort sort of like that. Lots of little mechanics at play to you know make uh, to emphasize the first hit over the long combo. Scargirls doesn't really have that,
1: (laughs) or to like make it more like combos are less about stringing along the most amount of damage and more about like the thing that you can pick for the situation. Mm. Yeah, that'll um, set you up for the next. You know round or next like a oki or whatever right right. like you want to specifically put you into like a specific position Skullgirls is like just very like the moves by themselves don't do much like even the super moves are like oh that's it (laughs)
2: like
1: some specials in other fighting games like do more moves than like the supers but like some of them are just like more utility than like
0: uh yeah so yeah it's the kind of thing that yeah, it's a kind of like, thing that it's so appeals it was, to me it a bunch, like it breaks so.
1: my fucking brain to think that you do a combo into a fucking special or super which is like a command grab and then it's not over <laughs> you do the command grab so that you can do more things after that and i'm like no command grabs are that's like that's the ender yeah you do the super and the thing is over yeah, that's a that's a really good like, example i'm doing actually. the super so i could do two more supers afterwards i'm like what the
0: fuck? Yeah, if you want an example of the kind of thing armor is talking about so cerebella who is uh, the kind of character you would design if your personality emerged while you spent a really long time just getting absolutely clowned on as tager in the original blaze blue uh, if you had, like, real grappler mindset and you were like, man, characters with command grabs are so bad and I'm going to make my game where command grab characters are awesome. <laughs> sarabella is that character. Uh, she has a hat with giant arms uh, and she has a command grab super which hits instantly so you can't jump it if you see the flash. It's too late. You've already been hit. Uh, but you can optionally cancel it with an uppercut to do a combo off it instead. <laughs> like... Why would you ever want to do that? Skullgirls is for is a game for people who want to answer that question. It's a it's so much to take in. Yeah, and
1: if And then it's it's it, I think it was hard because I was also playing characters that you weren't like as that I didn't um, know too much about, yeah. That you yeah, you didn't know, so you're just like I fucking don't know how to help you here yeah. <laughs> because you have because you have to dig in like so many like it doesn't matter how many hours you're playing you're like digging into these specific characters right, right yeah
0: like if you were to if you were to power on if we were to power on Grand Blue and you were to pick a character and you were to be like well what do I do here I'd probably be able to tell you like, in Skullgirls no, yeah. not you're so just, much you do <laughs> the same shit every
1: time <laughs> it, yeah that and that's the other thing about like having so much depth right yeah.
2: Like
1: it's harder to play all around and like you're like oh there's like. 14 characters or whatever how hard can it be like street fighter has like 30 of them and there's like people who can play all of them i'm like yeah, this game's not street fighter <laughs> <laughs> it's got six buttons but there's not six button things worth of like information to learn you know yeah
0: so like yeah it's it's a trade-off right like you you get that depth but also you get that uh you know it feels like there can be overhead and it's like and that, that overhead is increased by, like, so you were talking about how, you know, it feels like combos don't do much damage, right? And, like, you can definitely get that. And that's going to be increased by the fact that if you're, like, trying to learn a three-character team and your opponent is a single character, they have, like, three times as much health as you. So your one combo is not going to do a lot of damage, uh, right. which is going to feed into... Yeah,
1: like, I felt like there were times when I was playing where it was like, I'm doing the right thing.
2: Hmm.
1: Like, I'm winning the bout. Like I got in, I got a hit, but it did nothing. Like I <laughs> didn't get rewarded for it, and it's because I don't know the second part of that. And you, and like to be fair, I'm very bad at combos. <laughs> I drop them all the time. Yeah. You will never see me like consistently do combos. Yeah, I don't know if there. I have one combo that I can do consistently, mm. but it's exasperated that like Skullgirls has like longer combos. And there's, like, a lot of things, like, it being a six-button game, too, like, there's even more stuff to kind of, like, keep in your head mm. as you try to do it. Yeah. But, like, yeah, if you don't, I like, I would win consistently, like, the bouts and then, like, drop the damage and, like you like
0: because i don't know what to, you can't figure out the combo in the middle of it right Right. yeah yeah there's definitely there's definitely that about it it's not like because in like you know street in, in a lot of street fighter games you can get a decent way by just you know as ever like pressing buttons and then when your button hits canceling it into a special or a super if you have it that will get you a decent way in scar that will not get you a decent way yeah that
1: will get you nothing and like <laughs> and like there is like a universal light medium heavy mm. but
0: sometimes it works yeah right so that's that's another thing it has that is like that sort of harkens back to the way you know all fighting games used to be made and uh, they're still made in some ways but it's not so common anymore is like uh quote-unquote universal systems like something that everybody has but everybody has it slightly differently right so like this is a this is an example of the magic series that was introduced in vampire which is uh you know, you have your six buttons that you can press uh, to do to do attacks. You know, your light, medium, and heavy punch, and your light, medium, and heavy kick. Uh, but also, if you press, like, there's, like, a, an ascending order of strength, and if you press a button in the ascending order of strength, it will cancel into that same button. Uh, except everyone has this, like, there's, like, an exception or two of, like, two buttons they can't cancel into each other, which allows them to have weirder buttons, but means that if you pick up a new character, you can't do the same magic series, and you have to learn that, right?
1: Right, and, like, stuff like Unist has things like Mm. that, where, like, there's going to be, like, certain attacks that don't. Yeah. Like, you can cancel cancel a heavy into a light, but doesn't mean the light's going to reach. Right, yeah. But, like, there's enough, like, they've made it, like, newer fighting games like Unist kind of make it so that, like, most, like, pretty much anything you can kind of, like, within, like, two or three tries you'll figure out, like, the Magic Series combo that you can just... Work out and then the but Skullgirls is like weird when like in the, the utilities of each moves are different, and like there's multi hitting moves but at least for the characters like I've been playing. Mm-hmm. Um, so then like the timings are like all so different, and like the cancel wind changes because of like the length of the animation and things like that. Um, and then like on top of all the overhead of like learning all, all of that. And trying to like figure out what the hell my character is even capable of, I'm like just getting this decimated <laughs> by long ass combos. And then like, there are points where you can get out of the combo, but I don't know where they are. Yeah, so because this is a yeah, game, it's,
0: of it's like it's a it's it's gonna be like the crux of. Uh... Like it's it's a sort of like a more a higher order point about like the, the 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 stuff about this game's design that I think is really really smart, but is like it puts a lot of people off, and I see why it puts a lot of people off. So I think we'll like talk about the other like you know the uncomplicatedly good stuff first before I make a fool of myself, you know, talking about how great I think this game's reset system is. Uh, <laughs> so like one of the things that this this game like is uh, has to like help you learn like we talked about is that you can if you want start off by just learning one character and that one character will be very strong so you'll get like you know one one and a half combos on a, a single character on a three character team and it will kill them that's pretty helpful uh, but like the the thing that is really wild about this game's assist system is unlike in marvel 2, or Marvel 3, where each character, if you pick them, you get to pick one of three assists that they can have, so you press a button, and from off-screen, that character will do a funny move, uh, you know, and you pick it before the game starts. From a set list, in this game, anything that any character can do, including throws and taunts, can be an assist. So, like, the... the Yeah, so they do have preset ones, they have, like, one or two. Yeah, they have, like, recommended ones.
1: Recommend ones, but then you can just do any, literally any motion. It's like okay, do the motion, and then that's going to be the thing.
0: Yeah, and so the the possibility space for what like a tag team in this game can do is astronomical. It is so big. If you want them to come in and do a single jab, you can make them do it. Yeah, you can make them do one jab. You can make them, you know, do like a, a you know a taunt that enhances them when they come out. Uh, Right. Can we talk about the taunts for a second, just like real quick? The taunts are all
1: like fucking raging demon inputs. Yeah, everyone's
0: got like a funny little uh, yeah, like...
1: and they're all different
0: raging demon inputs. Yeah. There's no taunt button. Yeah, it's it's, it's funny. <laughs> I like it. I don't I don't like using them uh, because like they they that's the other thing is that like third strike uh, most of them actually have like in game functions. Of course they do. It doesn't tell you what they are though. Yeah, no, you gotta you gotta go on go on the wikis for that shit. Um, the the one taunt that I, I will talk about which I like is Cerebella's uh, taunt uh, so she has a move where she like pumps up her fist like a shotgun and then punches forward it's called lock and load and mm-hmm. uh, it's like it's armored so <clears throat> it gets through your <laughs> opponent's attacks and, and punches them uh, yep. there's like a .02% chance that when she does it a little badly drawn cat will pop out and like sort of you know make a a cartoon like waddling noise as it walks off screen to one to one direction uh which is a leftover from when somebody like was just somebody just like doodled a cat on one of Cerebella's animation cells and it ended up in the game by accident and one of the programmers was (laughs) like that should that should stay in the game like the cat should be in the game but there should be like a small chance to come out or whatever and the art team were like, sure, but you have to animate it. So it's just like a shitty little cat, like <laughs> like barely animated, <laughs> waddling off to the left. And Cerebella's Taunt uh, makes it so almost guaranteed that that will happen rather than a tiny chance, which I think is funny. <laughs> it's, and if that's the kind of thing that, like, you know, if that anecdote appeals to you, Skullgirls is packed with that kind of thing. Absolutely packed. Yeah, absolute love letter. To the games, that's yeah. off, riffing off. Yeah, absolutely. Right? But yeah, you were saying about the assists being anything. <laughs> yeah, literally anything. In team like, configurations? Uh, Eliza has a, uh, uh, Eliza's whole thing is that there's like a cat made of bones living inside her body, uh, and she can summon it at the cost of meter, and you might think that the fact that it costs meter would mean that she can't summon that as an assist. You'd be wrong. She can just do that, <laughs> and armor through everything that your opponent is trying. Yep. Uh, you can use you can use misfortunes like regular throw because it holds them there for a really long time to set stuff up. Or it, it's just like if you can dream it, it is possible with the Skullgirls as assist system. Yeah, there, there really, there really is a lot of
1: things in here for like people who just love the lab. Right? Mm, yeah, totally, totally. You just come people. Who, people who like coming up with theoretical equations might
0: like Skullgirls. <laughs> yeah, if you've ever, if you've ever, like, you know, thought about writing down something about a video game on a whiteboard, Skullgirls is the game for you. I see why you like this game. <laughs> Another thing that definitely bears mention about this game is that even though it is from 2012, uh, with some noted exceptions, it has probably the best quality of life. Features of any contemporary fighting game. Uh, Did you know you can just do Control-C in the lobby and then paste the code? Yeah. So, like, if you're like me and you're used to, like, terrible PC ports of Japanese, like, anime fighting games, this game will, like, <laughs> I sure explode don't. your mind. Not only... So, uh, yeah, it has this feature uh, where... Yeah, like, I heard that and I was like... What? <laughs> yeah, if you power up Skullgirls, you go mind. to the lobby, you sit in the lobby, you press Control c you go to your Discord tab, you press Control v it will put a Steam join link that they can click. They don't even have to have Steam open. They just click that, it'll open Steam, open the game, bring them into your lobby, bam, instant.
1: Isn't that... And is that's just like, tons of like small things like that, where you're
0: just like, oh, okay, I guess you can do that.
1: Like Yeah. Yeah, why don't all fighting games have... It?
0: Yeah, the, uh, the moment this game changed my life was... I streamed like this was before I'd like decided to get into it. I I, I had was we were streaming netplay tournaments for my local Discord. Uh, you know we were rotating the game every week or so, and we were on the second Grand Blue versus <clears throat> tournament. And this was when I was you know still reasonably high on the game. The PC port is awful. It is so bad, and streaming <laughs> a like netplay tournament oh, of it when every time I try and tab out to it, like, so either I can put it in windowed mode, which breaks a bunch of stuff, or every time I tab out to try and adjust the scores, it crashes, uh, it it, <laughs> it desyncs with the players. So when the, like, sometimes matches end and it just says match ended and like boots me. And I'm like five seconds behind. So the last hit <laughs> hasn't actually landed yet. And I'm trying to like commentate this to other people. It was also it just, it gave me like a stress headache. And then we did the same thing for Skullgirls the week after, and it was blissful. I didn't have to tab out because it's just an extremely lightweight process that sits on my other monitor and accepts input from my stick, whatever. I don't have to like, I don't have to click on it to to start using it. I can just use it. Yeah, it doesn't have to be in focus. Yeah, it's just it's just always it's always there <laughs> if I need it to be. It didn't crash. I could just DM the lobby code to the players and they could join, and I could. Uh, it was it was great. And the net play is fantastic. Skullgirls rollback it's really really good it's really good and they had rollback before like rollback was right like, yeah they comment. were they were early to the party of you know <laughs> if you want people to play your fighting game online in the northern northern America you should you <laughs> they were the people who were
1: fucking playing emulators yeah <laughs> with rollback and be like oh, shit
0: yeah ex- exactly get a hold of this shit fucking Vampire Saviors had rollback for <laughs> 10 years <laughs> and Skullgirls <laughs> has too
1: SNK, Ark says, "Please, we're dying."
0: Yeah, I like at the time it uh, it had what was considered a very good tutorial. Uh, we're pretty low on fighting game like you, quote unquote good fighting game tutorials these days. I think I don't think there's met. I don't. I don't know if you can do one. Is I thing. think you definitely can, but you need a vastly different approach to it than. You know. Yeah, like the invest,
1: and it's like an investment. I don't know if anybody's gonna make.
0: Hey, you know, maybe maybe Riot Games will have a crack at it. We'll see, I guess. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> but uh, you know, if if you're in the market for a fighting game tutorial that is like a comprehensive reference text, Skullgirls is a pretty good one. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> it's 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 missing. I think I'm lower on it. I think, like, it
1: quickly gets into stuff that's, like, very specific to Skullgirls and stuff like that. That might be applicable to stuff, like, if you're playing Marvel or whatever, it will help you, like, get that stuff. But, like, I felt like most of the things that I learned that I needed to learn about that game, um, I've learned in other games. Sure, yeah. (laughs) Like, learning tags and stuff, like... Like, I did them. I, I could do them in the tutorials. I'm like, okay, I understand tag combo. What do I use this for? And I didn't, like, learn that until I played, like, Dragon Ball Fighters, where, like, you were forced yeah, yeah. to tag use tags. I'm like, oh, okay, I understand. If I don't tag and I do this move, I'll die. Yeah, yeah.
0: So it's like, um, I guess... Uh... The the stuff that it does have, and it has a lot of like great stuff. Like you know, if you've if you if this game is sat in your Steam library and you've never played it, I recommend at least like powering on to have a play around with it, see how it feels, look at the animations, listen to the fantastic music, which by the way is by Michiru Yamane who did Symphony of the Night. Yeah, I would. The thing
1: that I would say is, I actually wouldn't recommend going to the tutorial because I think that Skullgirls is a game that already feels like you said it feels like homework. Sometimes, Mm. and I and I think going straight into the tutorial and doing the explicitly homework part. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. No, I don't get get wrong. I'm not saying
0: like go straight into the tutorial.
1: Yeah, Uh, I'm just saying like for anybody listening, like I like even just doing training mode and having a fuck about and just seeing like the different animations and stuff and like you know an actual environment instead of the gray box Mm. (laughs) where they're like teaching you lessons. And just like, you know, that can actually be more interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because there is like, you get like a real wide set. And you can play three characters at a time. Like, what? There's fucking 14, 15 of them? You can just go back into training mode five times. Yeah, you
0: can try all of the, you know, all of the
2: normals. You can on try all, all the of them without switching like out to the 10 menu. Minutes.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then you can kind of just like, even if you like don't really want to play the game, you can just hit the buttons and be like, I like the way that move looks. Yeah. that's
0: pretty funny. you were like yo eliza's d p she like peels her skin off and uses the blood to make you know little little statues. It's cool
1: <laughs> you're right. you know what you were right about this being fetish adjacent yeah, exactly right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah so the stuff that it does have these are very the, specific
1: uh, fetishes too
0: the, the stuff that it does have makes the stuff that it doesn't have seem all the weirder like it has combo trials but it only has four per character and you can't watch a demo of them in the game which is kind of weird but uh yeah you know it's it's whatever it really doesn't matter like that uh, yeah
1: um it's not a game where like finding a combo trial is going to be that helpful to you yeah to exactly honest because of the situational nature it and like feels, the way combos are constructed it, like you're gonna find a
2: better one yeah, probably it
0: feels kind of vestigial which is weird right because everything else in uh, almost everything else in this game's quality of life is like so well furnished Far ahead, yeah uh, so with that said i guess it's time that we talk about the thing that i alluded to earlier which is how i think this game's damage this system thing you've is been really, really smart uh but I think
1: it makes it feel like ass to somebody who has not won the game. Yeah, and I feel like I do fucking 20 hits and I'm like, wow, that's as much as doing a Hadouken in Street Fighter V. Because <laughs> so, so you do all these moves and they feel fucking sick and the head is like, bam, damn, you're doing some sick shit. It feels good as fuck. Look at that. You're beating that person's ass. And then you look at the, the life bar and you're like... They like tripped over a rock, bro. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck did I work so hard for?
0: So to get ahead of this, first of all, th- let me dispel any any myth that Skullgirls is a low damage game. Not the case. <laughs> it's not. It's not. What is? What it is? It is a very high damage the, game when you know how to play it. The reason the reason this is going to make me look like a fool is that I <laughs> consider consider myself to be someone who you know uh, advocates for and appreciates elegant fighting game design. And or just elegant, you know, designed in general. Uh, and we talked about how great Killer Instinct's uh, like combo breaker system was because it actively involves the defending player in uh, the offensive player's combo, right? Like they get to call mm. out what the offensive player is doing and say, I know you're going to do this. And if they're right, combo ends, neutral comes back, and then you know, like all, all of that stuff, right? Skullgirls has a similar thing, has a very similar thing, which is that uh your the length of your combo is like limited by the green undizzy bar which is below your opponent's life and this is a system part of a system along with the infinite prevention system which was patched in after the game came out and everyone immediately found a bunch of infinite combos (laughs) and the game was no fun to play yeah truly the marvel too (laughs) yeah um so they introduced the Undizzy system and the Infinite Prevention system. So the Infinite Prevention system was just like a real simple, well, quote-unquote simple thing, where if you, you know, start a series of hits with the same button twice, your opponent gets to burst out of your combo for free. Uh, but the Undizzy system is a similar thing, where you, your combo is built of stages, so it's your first sequence of air hits, and then your first sequence of ground hits, and then your sequence of air hits, and then ground hits, and then so on and so on. Uh, and the further down that chain you get, the more undizzy, the more green bar your opponent builds up. When that green bar fills, your opponent can burst out of your combo. The thing is that that bar, like between two like symmetrical opponents, that bar will fill when your opponent is at about half health. So if you hit someone and you do a max damage combo, they're going to get to burst out before you're done. Uh, and in, in addition, if you do a max damage combo and let them out as soon as the green bar like fully fills and you let them out and you hit them again the bar doesn't actually deplete all that quickly yet so they're going to burst out again immediately so what you are uh, actually incentivized to do is uh hit your opponent in such a way that you get to do a like reset or mix up like in any other game where you knock someone down and you go high or you go low or you hit them or you throw them that kind of thing uh, and you're meant to do that about five times in two seconds and then finish the combo <laughs> or you know you could do it five times you could spread them out in different places and like keeping your opponent guessing when you're going to reset them and like and then like because what that means then is that once your opponent is ready for that kind of thing they can start holding an option that beats your reset so like you know fighting game players typically they like to hold down back because it lets them block lows which are typically fast and it lets them block mid attacks if you know the the attack isn't low so if if the attacking player who's attacking them is always resetting them in a way that beats their their low block they're going to start high blocking or they might start jumping or they might start mashing throw break to to beat throws or that kind of thing so adapting your like uh your resets to beat your opponent's like tendency to evade them is like it's not as uh clean i guess as Killer Instinct's combo breaker counterbreaker system, where you just say, You're doing this, and then if your opponent, you know, was doing that, they get caught, or if they knew that you were gonna, you know, call their bluff, like that kind of thing. It's not as clean, but I really appreciate the way that it emerges from the existing mechanic set, rather than being a universal system stuck on top, which is no bad thing. It's just to my brain it appeals more. There you go. That's 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 clown music over. <laughs>
1: yeah. And- and if you're like me, and you're on the other side, it just seems like your blocking stopped working.
0: Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs>
1: the combo has been continuing for three years, and I'm like, where
0: do I do anything? I think that's why, like, that's why I feel so strongly about this. Because when I first started playing this game, uh, me and my friends who were all new to it, we all played it like the way that you know, you are talking about where you do a combo and it doesn't feel like it does too much damage but we weren't too bothered about that, we just like we're all Guilty Gear players so we get our knockdown we take our, you know, advantage wake up situation and we move on with our lives. And then I played with my brother who's played a bunch of Marvel vs. Capcom 3 and I felt like you know, blocking wasn't working. I was like, why isn't this happening? And then he was like well I reset you here, (laughs) here, here and here and because you're always down backing I'm just going over or side swapping you or going over. And I was like, huh. And then I did the same thing to him and like, it was like a light went on in my head. I was like, oh, like offense is really, really different in this game. And it as when we talk about the characters that we like, I'm gonna sort of expand on this. But like I know <laughs> I know I've talked a bunch, we both talked a bunch about how this game is like a big mental load. And I think that The biggest. I think that has been <laughs> one of the things I've liked the most about it. Like I've really enjoyed uh doing the things that I like doing in fighting games, like, you know, uh executing on a plan and adapting to my opponent's tendencies in real time in scar it feels like i'm doing that in a really really short time in a huge possibility space and i really like like that about it
1: yeah and on the other side i'm my brain is small i don't have <laughs> enough space for information i play ryu like i'm playing ken yeah <laughs> i just I, I run up to you and do sure you can on your wake up <laughs> i can't i can't fit all of this yeah so uh true is there is an equivalent of an 09er but
0: for street fighter 5 yeah 16er you just yeah i've I've definitely seen people like no irony say 16er like (laughs) i'm
1: over here with the zoomers we're like we don't know how we don't know how to we don't know what a reset is okay (laughs) what's a reset you mean you stop doing the combo no you never stop doing the combo Why would you stop doing the cover?
0: <laughs> yeah, so, and to be clear, like, you don't, like... I mean, Skullgirl's, like, damage system is inherently, like, at a, you know, a medium-high level is inherently about fast resets. But not every character is, like, you know, like ridiculously fast brain neuron firing to 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 work with, like there is still, you know, long periods of like tag game based neutral. Like you do a big, huge move or cover yourself with a big, huge assist. And, yeah, there's uh, there's still a
1: big variety of yeah, right, and play exactly. styles and different approaches. But there's also just like an overhead before you understand mm. like where you can fit that into because it is like fundamentally still a tag yeah. game. And if you're going to like, you can play it without tag, but you're gonna You're gonna have to understand like. Okay, but what what option am I giving up, and what am I gonna have to put there to make up for that fact? right? Yeah, right.
0: And like, I guess if this game has a like, if this game has a problem, it's that more so that because like the thing that people are always worried about with fighting games, right, is if they play them and they play them with people who are better than they are, they're not gonna enjoy themselves. And if Skullgirls has a problem, it's that because it's so finely detailed. There is more space for someone to learn something about it that you feel like you can't beat, or that makes you feel like you're not, you know, playing with them, right? Like right. that asymmetry. There is more. There is more risk of that asymmetry cropping up if you're worried about it. About it. But that's very old school fighting games. Right. right. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Like that. All. All old school fighting games are basically that. <laughs>
0: See, I yeah, and I would In argue that, that like, all
1: fighting games are that, and really like. Right, but, like, in a way that like they never tried to temper right? mm, yeah. new fighting games like are still that, but they try to temper it, so like that can happen less, mm. and that doesn't mean that it always does, but like, you know, it's much easier to find out a solution in a game that, like you said, like Dragon Ball fighters, where there were less moves yeah. that you could be doing in any particular situation, right
0: yeah, and yeah, so like you know uh this game and
1: like to your points like i had a lot more fun
0: <laughs> playing with a different
2: friend
1: <laughs> who actually knew my characters Ah, okay okay that's it i played uh i played with jupiter at uh, shiny jupiter on twitter and they've been doing they're like a big Skullgirls player and they've been like really you know they're up to bat <laughs> that's their game right and uh them them playing uh like uh eliza and like robo fortune yeah. And like actually knowing what those characters are. Hey, like I mean, me I, I, know, I know I know everything about Eliza. Tips. Like, don't
0: get me wrong, but Robo is a bit of a blind spot for me.
1: Yeah, but they gave me like a lot of just like good introduction mm. tips where I was like, oh, okay, like I can do this here and this here, and like I can cover this option with this option yeah. and where to go, and like and you know like like we said, going back like. um if you don't have the knowledge <laughs> you can't share the knowledge yeah right exactly and when you're digging so deep it's being like yeah okay but what's in that hole over there <laughs> and your friend looks at him and is like i don't fucking know i've been in this hole for like three days yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but yeah like it's it's definitely a game where you feel the asymmetry mm,
0: for sure but like i don't know like and it, it's 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 like I was saying before, I guess it's if you want to play a game where it feels like you uh, have a lot of ways to bridge that gap, right? Like if someone is noticeably better than you at Street Fighter Five, uh, like you might be in a situation where like it always feels like you know, it always feels like you're you're playing. You, 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 there's like there's like a parity there, right? Like you're both still playing the yeah. press button, special cancel, super cancel, you know, footsie's thing, right? It's easier to see what's happening. It's easier to see what's happening. Right, exactly. But actually crossing that gap can feel very hard, right? Like the the you will like quite often you will look at, you know, footage of yourself playing Street Fighter Five and you'll get beaten by someone and the answer of how to like beat them won't be as clear as, Oh, I'll punish this, I will, you know, block this, I will you know, I'll do these countable things, right? It could be It it could be, like, quite immaterial how to Mm -hmm. actually, like, tighten up your game in a way that doesn't let you get opened up by... Yeah, sometimes it's you do the thing, but you had to already be looking for it and do the thing faster. Right, right? exactly. Like, someone who is, like, a lot better than you at Street Fighter V, it might be, like, really hard for you to tell how you're going to beat them. Whereas because of the game that Skullgirls is, someone who is, like, much better than you might completely run a train on you. But, like, there is a huge space of directions you can improve in to try and shore up that distance i guess is what i would say Mm -hmm. like if if the problem is that there is a good chance that for two people who are new at the game some one of them might find something that makes it harder for the other to play there's just as much chance that you might find something that makes it very hard for them to play so (laughs) right you can put
1: this assist out here you can uh find like a difference uh move that'll get over their guard and let you start that combo that you
0: can't ever hit yeah. and I guess that is a sort of a microcosm because of you have so much what options. I like so much about skullgirls is realizing that that is not two people trying to make each other not play that is the play you know mm-hmm
1: let's get into like some of those characters. Like we've been talking a lot about the kits and like the different things you can do, but I think it's God, about time. I to, love like, every character you know, An hour, for- so much. <laughs> an hour 45 minutes into
0: the podcast, we should talk about <laughs> how you
1: actually play this game.
0: So yeah, another thing that like puts this game really high up on my list of games that I like is that, you know, most fighting games have like one, maybe two characters that I really love and would like try and play. This game has like eight. Uh, so the character that is like, it's just on my brain 100% of the time is Philia. So, Philia is a schoolgirl who can air dash. Uh, and her main thing, her main visual thing, is that her hair is a demon, much like milia Rage from Gear to Gear or Bayonetta from Bayonetta. And uh, it's got, so she's got a mouth in the back of her head. But the vast majority of her normal attacks and special attacks involve that, like transforming in some way into some kind of weapon. So uh, she does a super spin dash. Yeah, she she does a she does a super spin dash on her quarter circle back kick. Uh, so she can and she can do that in the air. She can and then she can air dash out of it. Uh, like her light punch is a little pair of scissors made of hair. I do a little snip snip uh she can Mm -hmm. air dash over your head and like press a jump heavy kick where she like the on top of her head are like the the hoops of some scissors and then she closes them shut and then underneath her like her hair makes scissors uh she's got like a lot of like fantastic animations where uh either her hair transforms into some kind of like weird weapon to do an attack with or the the creature that lives in her hair like Pushes her forward to do some like weird improbable momentum thing, so she can like she like kicks you with both feet and like sticks her hands out and her hair like you know like crouches down and like pushes her forward like it's like it's like a really cool motion thing that I'm really really into. And uh, what was the other one? Oh yeah, her jumping heavy punch is like a like a big forwards like cone of hit, but it's like. 17 different weapons from pop culture and media including the lance of longinus from evangelion uh, excuse me <laughs> from evangelion I didn't you know the, you know the, the biblical culture did it didn't look like that in biblical culture
1: <laughs> you don't know you don't know that? were you there <laughs> when they were you there when they did Jesus wrong <laughs> Maybe that's exactly what it looked like.
0: You're right. I can't say for
1: sure. (laughs) What's the Roman history text say about this?
0: (laughs) So, yeah, she's just like hyper fast air movement. And like in a game that is about fast mix ups and resets, she does the fastest mix ups and resets. Like uh, also she has an air dash. Not everybody has it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's a, a sort of classic Marvel thing, I guess, for every character. You know, not all the characters to have, like, universal air movement options. So, like, only th- four characters, I think, in this game. Philia, Eliza, Valentine, and Fortune have air dashes. Cerebella uh, sort of has an yeah, air dash. Yeah, not really. But It's not, like, a real air yeah, dash. Yeah, it's like a move. that it's, it's like a fly on a button. But, yeah, and, and they're all, like, different. The dynamics on them are different. So you use them in different ways. The way that you cancel them is different. Uh and like some of the, some of those characters also have double jump. Some of them don't. Uh, so like that that thing I was talking about before about like semi universal systems is like it's it permeates every you know section of this game. So like um, and and yeah. So like if you're like familiar with the way like Sonic Fox plays Dragon Ball Fighters, like you know, and their reputation for you know being like an, an unstoppable offense, like frenetic high-speed play fast mix-ups and you know that kind of thing that's yeah, from this, this is ge- where yeah. they got it that's from, <laughs> from this game like sonic, sonic fox literally wrote the book on playing failure in this game and like i'm not usually someone who goes for these like frenetic hyper fast characters like usually i want to play a character who can sit at the mid screen and press like lot like mid to long range buttons to like you know pick and choose when they interact uh <clears throat> but um yeah, so like initially I was drawn to like Eliza because she is much more that kind of character in this game. But I don't know, just Philia is just like so exciting to play. Like you get to do, like in a game where everyone is like struggling to do the stuff that feels the most unfair, Philia just feels really unfair to play a lot of the time. I really like that about her. It's weird that you say that
1: you that's not usually the character that you play because that's usually the character I yeah. play, but despite that, I gravitated towards her clone character, yeah, <laughs> who is more the mid range like Zonia. yeah I she's think.
0: well, she's more like rear right that's why that's why you play Fukura. Really. she has a fireball. It's true she has a fireball, but it's like a weird bouncy fireball yeah she I, yeah she's a really like it's a unique fireball. you don't see fireballs like that very much this is like a sunsoft fighting game <laughs> <laughs> yeah it has like a it has like a clean trajectory but then it, when it bounces off them it like bounces around the screen and you can't fire it again until it's come back to you
1: yeah she throws like a ball out and like re- returns to you and then at the same time you can like do the classic thing where you stick a spiky thing into the floor and it comes out on top of mm. them right yeah. so she so it's, but also her hair is like a squid or something? Yeah, so
0: Fukura's thing that... Fukura's thing is that she started the game as like a uh, an April Fool's joke character of Philia, and she just like yeah. reuses a bunch of Philia's animations but in different what, like e- each one is like mapped onto a different move I guess so it's like reinterpretations of mm-hmm. all of Philia's animations and then Fukura's completely different Yeah, really. that's it, right like everybody everybody liked her so much that they left her in the game and like, you know rebalanced her and made her like a real thing so uh She's, like... Yeah, it's, like... it's And it's it's something that they also do with uh, Double, as well. It's just, like, you... Uh, which is a character that is made entirely of... Almost, almost entirely of animations from other characters in the game. But in a way that threads mm-hmm. together into a totally unique character. I think it's really impressive. But, yeah, but I, find, I
1: found her a lot of fun to play. Because she can, like, do a lot of some... A lot of the similar air movement. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think she has the air dash anymore. But there's still, like, a lot of, like, air combo follow-ups and stuff that you can do. Yeah. And you can... But you can kind of hang back a little bit. You have more options for like, kind of doing that, yeah. and are kind of. But on the flip side, you don't have like the instant get-in moves yeah. that Philia has. Yeah, right? she's
0: got like better like you know long to mid-range attacks than Philia does. In exchange for not you know being based on just getting right up you can, in your yeah, face, you can do the way.
1: fireball. You have like you can shoot out like a shadow. Yeah, she's got a bunch of clone shadow that clones. Like turns into like a command grab, yeah. and things like that and like a lot of things that like i do not even like close to like working into my game plan but enough where i can be like look you stay over there while i figure some
0: shit out Mm. She feels like a really good character for yeah and like you know there's a skull girl so if you like this character and you like the palette swap of her you can play both (laughs) you can be one of those people who has (laughs) two characters that look very similar and you make them with a similar color so people are confused (laughs) with what's going on on the screen you could oops all goku yeah exactly uh, we both like Eliza a lot. Yeah, I'll, I feel like I just
1: pick all the Egyptian characters. Yeah, I mean, she's she's cool as shit, so... Out of, out of obligation. You know. To my people. In a... <laughs> you know? In a, in a game where... Of course, like, I get the, like, Egyptian pastiche of ancient Egypt. That's all I get.
0: That's all we get, man. Um, but... I uh, I just noticed this the other day. So uh, this game, like Marvelous Capcom, has like a push block where if you are, you know, blocking an attack and you press two punch buttons, you'll push them away. Uh, And everybody Mm -hmm. has a unique, like, uh, push block animation. And uh, Eliza's, like, blocking animation, she holds, like, a slab with, like, hieroglyphics on it. And then as she push Mm -hmm. blocks you away, she calls you illiterate because you can't read the hieroglyphics. That's quite funny. (laughs)
1: Yeah, but Eliza is, like, we alluded to earlier, she has a cat, a skeleton cat living inside of her. She does. And she does blood magic. Yes. As in, like, her her body turns, her blood turns into weapons. Yeah,
0: so Eliza, so everyone in this game is, like, some variation on, like, cursed by a demon or a mutant of some kind. Or there's a lot of people with parasites in their bodies. Uh, Or, like, you know, Big Band is, like, a cyborg. Or... (laughs) Uh, you know double as like an agent of god or something so eliza's thing is that (laughs) excuse me yeah i know right (laughs) eliza's thing is that she's like an impossibly old uh blood wizard uh who has like you know like so sekhmet like the the skeleton lives inside her and like gives her eternal youth i guess but so all of her attacks because her body is like meaningless it's just like blood, it's just like made of blood that she's just got yeah, it's just squishy matter <laughs> that yeah. takes on the appearance of a person she's just got it kicking around, she's got a huge reserve of it, so she just like shaves bits of her body off and to, to either turn the blood into something or to hit them with that part of her body, like her crouch medium punch right, it like turns into blades yeah. and things like her crouch medium punch, she like assumes the sort of form of like a sphinx with like, a, you know, like a cat head and then if you press it again, she like sneezes her nose off and that has a little hitbox. box <laughs> Yeah, lots of stuff where she like will shave the skin of her leg off to make some blood appear in front of her and attack you with that. Uh, that DP that we mentioned earlier, where like it, you it, you can like do it once and she'll like shave a bit of her clothes off, like her like, mm. and and it will like you know, it, it will create like a, a blood man in a pose. And then you press the button again, she like shaves off a little more, and then she shaves off like her legs, and then there's three men doing funny poses.
1: It's riffing on. The Egyptian aesthetics and stuff, yeah. right? But it's also kind of like ripping on like Hollywood Elizabeth right. Taylor, right? Exactly. She's very, depiction yeah. of like Cleopatra yeah. and like the very like um, she's very Cleopatra from the movies, like very like posh Hollywood yeah. actress version. And you see her like a lot of her moves are just like her lounging and being like boys, and then sending
0: somebody to kick your ass. Oh yeah, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, another for thing about her moveset set is that she has she's uh, got those assists. Yeah, she has like a, a Horace and an Anubis like. Heavies that follow her around. They like jump out of the air, or like rush you with a car. Or
1: one of my favorite one is the one where they come up from under the ground, grab you, and throw you to her, so that she can continue beating you. Uh,
0: She has like a she has like a super. So one of her supers, she'll like launch the cat at you, and it'll stab you a bunch, and then you'll be left in cat form. Because that's the other thing is that her moves that attack with the cat, you actually assume control of the cat, and she stays inside a sarcophagus and you like you know you can attack with the cat at the cost of like gradually spending your bar but the cat is hyper armored and can never be put into stun by a- an attack so you have to throw it and like it can you know bait you around that and that kind of thing so just one super th- yeah like yeah. you
1: you can't block either. yeah right yeah
0: that's the other thing
1: so you just you just tank the damage but you're like okay like whatever i'm gonna just combo you into this if you decide to like push a button right. Yeah. Now so it's like a really it re, she get there's this good rhythm of like staying away controlling the space and then spending the meter to go into you know blitz mode hmm. yeah and then like overwhelming them there because and there's like when you do it when you get that rhythm down it's like it can be really overwhelming because you like keep forcing somebody to go between two
0: modes of play hmm. right so the other character I like to play is Squiggly, who is the like a zombie young girl who was killed by the Mafia, I think. And <laughs> Of course she was. Yeah, like, the, 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 this, I don't know why the, like, I, I've not actually played the story of this game, but the Mafia play a surprisingly big role in it. Like, yeah, Cerebella <laughs> is like a Mafia heavy. That is her role in the game. <laughs> okay.
1: I don't know anything about the story and world of this game
0: uh but uh so, so yes yeah, squiggly was you know killed by the mafia and now she's a zombie uh and so she's got a dragon parasite living in her brain uh who is voiced by is it Liam o'brien skullgirls leviathan yeah Liam o'brien what did mm-hmm. uh yeah gara from naruto that's it
1: oh that motherfucker
0: <laughs> i heard him something else and i was like that's oh, gara i can't hear anything but gara uh, and asura and asura's wrath <laughs> the uh i think i think uh eliza is voiced by the in, like because this game has a japanese voice track because uh, uh right eliza's japanese voice is the the voice of uh Faye from cowboy Beepop.
1: Well, I've never seen Cowboy Bebop in Japanese, and I refuse to.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's like when somebody tells me that they watch Dragon Ball Z in yeah, Japanese. That, I'm like, you do what now? Yeah, that is definitely weird. You traitor.
0: But, um, yeah, so Squiglia has a dragon parasite living in her brain. And uh, her thing is that so she's one of those characters I mentioned where she has moves on quarter circle forward punch and quarter circle forward kick. But each strength is a different move. Uh, and if yep. you hold it, she'll enter a stance where she moves differently and like starts jumping rope on the dragon or whatever. Uh, and then you, if you let that stance charge all the way, it gives you access to a fully powered-up version of each of those specials. So not only does she have <laughs> three moves on each motion, she actually has six <laughs> because you get access to a charged version. And My brain. Uh, because this is a tag game and there has to be something broken that you can do with that, Um one of those moves is she can sing and what that does is it you know brings all the focus to her which pulls the screen to so she's center stage uh, so if your opponent was all the way at the other side of the screen they're in your face now uh, and if you do the fully charged version of this uh, it's it's frame zero like it happens instantly and you can cancel it immediately into a super and they get no like response window to any of that so if your opponent was Wh- Your opponent goes from whiffing a move at full screen to being hit, and they have no, <laughs> no chance to interact with that whatsoever. It's cool and fun, and I like doing it to people. Wow, you just said—you know—you were just talking
1: about like how much you hated, Guilty Gear Accent Core, because it's just like full of gross degenerate things that make people hate each other no no
0: i i love that and i'm then a you... guilty gear player i love that about guilty gear
1: no uh, you you said that's why you stopped playing and then you came in here <laughs> you're telling me it was things that at their surface seem worse and you're like
0: i love it it's the best squiggly is nowhere near as broken as testament i i'm saying that on the yeah, record that's, that's true <laughs> I just want I just wanted to point that it <laughs> <laughs> it's tag game shit, right? Like, yeah, you know, you've got to do the broken yeah. shit. I
1: mean, to be fair, I think playing the broken game that is Guilty Gear Accent Court like made more sense in my brain mm-hmm. after I played Skullgirls. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well,
0: that was the same for me. I, I definitely didn't like my brain didn't stick to this game until I played a bunch of, of Exit. But uh yeah. Yeah, and so yeah, and and also Squiggly like she has like really fun like combo systems and she can do really goofy resets with her uh like she has like an overhead that she can do really easily from standing she can just jab you so you can buy it you know all of that fun stuff oh yeah and she has a fucking scorpion get over here thing uh, and if you stance charge it it goes full screen real quick so yeah don't be whiffing stuff <laughs> i was whiffing a lot of things
1: uh, I think I don't, I don't know if it's because uh, I just like these characters or it was made in response to being comboed forever by you. But I just seem to have a theme where all my characters are like, uh, don't touch me. <laughs> I'm scared. So I ended up playing Robo Fortune. Robo Fortune is very cool, to be fair. Robo Fortune does a lot of cool... She's a robot version of uh, Misfortune. Yeah. Right? The cat girl. Yeah who rolls out her head yeah. and can attack separately with her yeah. head. She's a puppet character, except her head is, separately. So yeah. is the puppet. Miss- misfortune is um, like an
0: old world pirate who, who stole a cursed doubloon <laughs> and got cut to pieces, but is still alive because of the cursed doubloon so her moveset revolves entirely around bits of her body coming off like she it's like she grabs you and her body like because she's a cat girl you know she turns you into like a ball of yarn and starts playing with you and her head is like bouncing along on top of it and like armor says she can throw her head at you and then attack separately from the head
1: but yeah i like playing robo which plays nothing yeah, like not her even remotely <laughs> <similar>. <laughs> the only thing she has in common is that she can shoot off her head except it just floats next to her as a mm-hmm. drone And that's just like a normal attack. Yeah, yeah. It's just like a low heavy kick, right? It's like a low heavy kick and your head just launches off. And then you can turn it into a mine or throw it like a a bowling ball. Or uh, shoot them out like Doom's hidden missiles. Yeah. And they'll just interrupt what your opponent... Unlike other games, other tag games which have had similar things where like things come off screen and then like can interact independently. They don't disappear when you get... Yeah, yeah, no. Just like like Doom's. Mm -hmm. So they can just interrupt your opponent in the middle of something. So you just like preemptively, like basically make an assist for yourself (laughs) before you go in.
0: And if you like mess it up, it's like, "Eh, well, the missiles are going to come down and save my ass. She also has a really cool thing where, you know, in a game where it's like it's a tag game and you're going to be like you've got three characters and you're going to start with no meter. So obviously your third character is going to have a bunch of meter. uh, One of her supers she like turns her hands into laser cannons and she shoots them at you and you can hold a button if you have 3 meters and you and then she gets like six laser cannons instead of just just two and, and then you can keep holding it down again yeah. she'll get even
1: yeah, more yeah she of opens up, and up. And Use every
0: single bead like every single meter yeah, she, you can spend five whole bars and uh, uh, like enter a portal to the laser dimension where she will just I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure that's how I beat yeah, probably. you. I would get one hit and I'd be like, well, I hope
1: that that wasn't confirmed. And
0: then I would just hold down the button and waste all my meter. Yeah, pretty cool. <laughs> it's
1: pretty good. It, it, uh, playing her is like putting your opponent into a washing machine. Yeah, And I like it. She's all... They just like kind of go on the tumble cycle.
0: All over the place. Yeah, she she loves to spin. Well, any any bit of like she spins her arms, she spins her head, she spins. Sp- you know. Yeah, spins on every access really. Yeah, like a, it's like a jump medium kick or whatever. It's like a helicopter. It's really cool. Yeah, just there's a lot of uh,
1: multi hitting moves, mm-hmm. which is good for me because I'm like, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I need to take a second, yeah. and they take long enough where I'm like, okay, now I know what the button to press. I can think about it a little mm-hmm. bit. On the flip side that's also the character that made me learn how to use assist because i was like everything takes so long that if i push a button and there's not an assist out suddenly i'm getting comboed for 20 minutes
0: yeah and you know just like in our uh, killer instinct episode that i could talk even longer about all of these characters and every other character in this game like big band who every move he does the makes the noise of some instrument like tooting and he has a level 5 where you get to, like, play the actual trumpet for a bit before fucking JoJo's Bizarre Adventure aura auraing your opponent. That's cool.
1: Yeah, there's, like, lots of videos of Big yeah. Ben just covering different... I'll,
0: stuff. I'll link that one where he gets a happy birthday where you hit both, ki- like, but <laughs> you hit two characters <laughs> he plays at once. Happy birthday. Yeah, he plays happy birthday and kills them both. It's fucking cool as shit. <laughs>
1: you know there's laughing things that are practical and then there's laughing things that are completely unpractical <laughs> but might come into use at that particular specific moment yeah and there is plenty of things like that that you can do in
0: school i've heard happy birthday i've heard uh, cruel angels thesis i've heard what else i mean you know jojo yeah JoJo. <laughs> every jojo theme yeah, song and this is just like a, it's just like a fun thing, like a fun thing that you can also do while, like you don't have to, you can just get the damage out of the super or whatever. But you know, it's there because you might want to use it, and you know, I think that's cool.
1: Yeah, like you, you might, you don't need to use all the special meter to do Dan's super where he does all the taunts in a row, but
0: you yeah, can. Yeah, it's it's uh, fighting game features that are expressive for no reason except to be expressive. I think that's cool. Yeah, and I think
1: that kind of summarizes what this game is, right? Yeah, basically, it's this big love letter and homage to all these Capcom, well, mostly Cap- Capcom and like you know anime fighting games, yeah. uh of that era, and just like it, and it takes the time to not only like you know pay homage to them, but to kind of like throw in its own style and bring it up to a modern standard and. Kind of, <laughs> yeah. Tweak it, tweak the formula. Yeah, like right?
0: by both vision and by luck, they, ha- I, you know, they've, I think, succeeded in carving out a very, like, a totally unique game system, I think. Like the reason that I sort of focus so much on you know, normally in one of these I would try not to give too much time into an in the reads mechanical description of why I think the reset system is cool. But I think it's at the heart of why this game is totally different to any other game on the market, I think. In addition to all of the stuff I love so much about the aesthetic and the, the vibe and the tone and, you know, all of that.
1: Yeah, they kind of concocted like this perfect mixture in a lab, right? Yeah, right, totally. And then the and then <laughs> That mixture is set out behind you know set out on a table mm. and they say fucking go wild make some shit with all the tools that we've given you yeah. right and then it's uh it's kind of you they're kind of like uh passing on to the next generation of science <laughs>
0: yeah
1: now you're here to do the science yeah. <laughs> they've set up the foundation in here and now it's time for you to do the experiments yeah. and
0: like just as a sort of i guess cap off on this is that like this game you know is beloved by many to the point that it had a it had like a big you know sort of uh cultural moment on fighting games twitter like 10 years after it came out like that's pretty impressive
1: yeah i mean there are games that people fucking go to bat for but people fucking go to bat for yeah, skull. I'm, I'm people now <laughs> yeah you're people now <laughs> You did it. You became a yes. person. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you Skullgirls, skull for, bringing, for bringing my co host to life. All right. So, final thoughts. Does this mean your Skullgirls is monster? It's
2: not a
0: Skullgirls. <laughs> it's a Skullgirls monster. <laughs> That's what you're thinking. Okay. So, my um, final thoughts on Skullgirls from someone who is not fully Stockholm syndromed to it?
1: <laughs> I think it's a fun game to play with people who are not that much better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think if you go to locals and you sit down with some rando who's at the lab and skullgirls, there's a good chance that they will make you think well this is a game for me (laughs) yeah even though they've been dying to play it with somebody
0: and then honestly if that isn't the proof that the spirit of marvel is alive and well in 2021 (laughs) then what is
1: also, you already own Skullgirls, <laughs> yeah. and so does everybody on your friends list. Yeah, You can probably find somebody to play don't with. try in front, How like many... you and your friends don't have 21 this friends, <laughs> sorry, 24 of my friends on Steam <laughs> have previously played Skullgirls. That doesn't mean that 24 of them own it. That's just the ones who have booted up at least once. Yeah.
0: <laughs> the silent majority is fighting game. It's Skullgirls. <laughs>
1: It's, a, it's like a it's like a common disease it's like a common cold you're gonna catch skullgirls at some
0: time <laughs> so yeah if you if you take anything from this podcast apart from that, you know armor thinks this game is pretty cool i love this game and that you own this game is that if you <laughs> own this game like just power it up uh, if you have a friend who you want to play it with great if you don't don't worry about it and just just look at it just like you know listen to the music watch the animations and if you know if they don't skeeve you out if they skeeve you out fair enough thanks for listening to two hours of podcast about a game you don't like looking at uh <laughs> but like just 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 bask in it because it's like incredibly high effort and we may like it may be de- you know a decade or more before we see another game at this like that that looks as good as this game does in the way that it does you know Nobody's going to spend this money. A <laughs> yeah, exactly. It game. went so badly Nobody, for them.
1: Capcom is Capcom is never going to make another 2D game ever yeah. again. Vampire
0: Four is not fucking coming. <laughs> what if it does?
1: But it looks like exactly.
0: Marvel? I don't want them to make a Vampire Four. Please.
1: <laughs> you didn't. You didn't like Morgan in that. I'd game? I like
0: Jada in that game.
1: They brought back your boy, Jada. J- J-
0: I've played more Jedi and Marvel Infinite than in actual fact. Yeah, I think you're not alone in that. All right. Uh, Did we get any questions, or I don't think we did, did we? I I
2: don't
1: think we did. All right. We put the Skullgirl shot in the world and nobody answered. Fucked up. I mean, you know, maybe. You know, in in 10 years, everybody's going to appreciate it. (laughs) Late to the party. Skullgirl is one of those artists that you appreciate in retrospect. All right. Well, with all
0: that, armor where can people find you online
1: oh you forgot to tell them what the next no, game that's is. next
0: we do the plugs first and then we do the next game what? yeah we've always done that is it really we've been... always done that is
1: that how it's always been oh squirrel Ghost took up so much bandwidth in my <laughs> i don't have time for like <laughs> a podcast
0: operation Arma tell us what your twitter account is
1: <laughs> you can find me at cigarettes at s-i-e-g-a-r-e-t-t-e-s got anything else you want to plug and curly no, okay. I mean, okay, I mean, I guess I did that fighting game video about. Uh, about how Rising Thunder sucks. <laughs> yeah, that game fucking sucks. Yeah, our next oh, podcast is going to be. It's about. actually about how, fant- how about fantasy Yo, sucks. Yo, fantasy strike kind of do suck, though. No, it's a. <laughs> uh, like like eating fistfuls of dirt. Right? <laughs> um, <laughs> that's what it, oh, that's wow. what it feels like. so good i said that on video <laughs> <laughs> no it's about special games with like easier special inputs and alternatives to it which we'll get to in a second um you can watch that on my youtube channel i don't if you <laughs> if it if, think it's my pins tweet on twitter if it's not be like yo where's the fucking video and i'll send you the link <laughs> curly what do you want to pin sorry what do you
0: <laughs> oh my god it's gotta be punchy um where can we find you You can find me online at twitter.com slash curl underscore e underscore brace where i tweet about this podcast and other podcasts that i'm on uh other podcasts i'm on include newbie the only good ruby podcast on the internet which you can find at export dot export dot or export or dot io uh which i do with nora blake and autumn which and also m from abnormal mapping who hosts this podcast thanks abnormal mapping uh thanks again I feel like there's usually another thing. Oh, yeah, Rush Jet Radio, yeah. The, the Mega Man retrospective <laughs> podcast I'm did on. did you just put
2: out an episode? Shh.
0: That's exportord.io slash Rush Jet Radio. Uh, and you can find the Twitter feeds for those podcasts at twitter.com slash Rush Radio. And you can find the Twitter feed for this podcast at twitter.com slash H2H squared. I think that's all the plugs. Oh, yeah. Uh, Our lovely intro
1: is by Hazel at Twinkle Parks on yeah. Twitter. Go ahead and commission buy, buy her. her music. Or just buy one of her anvils. Yeah, annals. she's got a new one coming out soon. What did I just
0: say? Yeah, b- was, buy one of r- her anvils.
1: <laughs> <laughs> is that I, I was like thinking two thoughts at Bespoke once. Spoke
0: anvil seller, Hazel. Yeah, not so much. <laughs> uh, that's the other thing. Follow my Twitch channel. I've got a new show starting there soon. And also, I think I might try and bully armor into playing Street Fighter Five on my Twitch channel or something. <sighs> I mean, you don't have to. We could just play Marvel if you want. I, ol- I only
1: play Street Fighter V because I'm bullied into we, we it. Can- Anytime, I pl- anytime you see me online playing it, I believe myself <laughs> into doing it. I mean, we could just play Marvel Infinite. That, that would also be fine. Is it weird that I'm in a position where I like more happily play Marvel Infinite casually?
0: It suits me just fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's twitch.tv slash girl ebrace with no underscores. Anyway, that's enough of this podcast. Join us next time when we'll be talking about the exact opposite of this game, Pocket Rumble. Yeah, if this
1: is the game that gives you like a huge mental stack to carry all the time. Fokkeron was just like
0: just do the thing. It's easy. It's simple. But until next time.
2: You better go fight some more.